episode 35 of Negative Modifiers. My name is Matt, and I am now playing the half-orc barbarian Drog. My name is Brent, and I'm playing the elf rogue Hamir. I'm Kyle, and I'll be playing the half-elf bard, John Burgundy. Wait, seriously, name is John Burgundy? Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck you. you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Were you even there? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, everything's a blur here. Yeah, his name is like, John Burgundy. I'm so, I was I'm fucking so, drunk. Listen, listen, it wasn't my first choice. It was my best choice. Like, there I'm, you go. I'm just sitting there thinking like, oh, God, I got to remember everybody's fucking names again. Uh, I, I just changed I'm, my, I'm still looking for my character And I'm uh, stressing over work. I'm just in the DM. Hey, uh, stress. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, welcome back uh, to another exciting episode. Of negative modifiers, mm. the only D and D game out there where there are no characters negative modifiers. Actually, that is incorrect because I now have negative modifiers. I have negative intellect and wisdom. Go figure. <laughs> that sounds correct. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and uh, I had a negative modifier as my cleric. Oh wait, no, see, I, look, I, I, I never had, was a cleric. I had to put the pressure on him and be like, no, no, we're we fucking calling us our, ourselves. We got to fucking live to it. So, oh come get the, on, get the fucking negative ones in there. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, well, <laughs> get to start fresh. Hey, <laughs> uh, some new faces, same old players. Pretty fucking much. Starting but, uh, fresh. <laughs> essentially, what we're doing is starting from the ground up here. Spiritual successor. I'm here. For those of you who are joining us, uh, again, welcome back. And with that, we'll just give a brief recap. The White Lotus is no more. Yay. The once... Intrepid Band of Adventures looking to make a name themselves had ventured forth into the Sword Coast, hoping to quell the giant uprising and restore the ordning, the ancient giant hierarchy. While on their adventure, uh, our f- heroes met an untimely end, unfortunately, at the hands of they wanted to chief. <laughs> they wanted to restore the ordning, but they died. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> they wanted to do that, but they don't. They met their uh, met an untimely end at the hand of. The hill giant chieftain Chief Gah and her hill giant lackeys. Mm. Balefire, sole survivor of the White Lotus, fled and, much regret, returned back to a humbled and broken uh, and back naked. to the city water deep with... Uh, <laughs> Mostly naked. With Hamir and uh, Olzek. Now back in uh, the city water deep, Balefire hopes to build back a new group of adventurers in order to... Avenge his friends and continue the, emis- the mission that they had started once before. While back in Waterdeep, uh, Hamir, Balefire, and Olsek met a couple new, uh, ho- hopefully, allies that'll stay with them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> stay with them there. The half orc. We're going to name ourselves Drog. Drog. Okay, I want to call you Drag. No, that's, not, that's right. Drag. Uh, half orc Drog, who was a, uh, I guess we'll say, a, a, a lifelong friend of uh, Nesrax. Came uh, came to wit, uh, water uh, water deep in order to rekindle, I guess I guess that's a bad way of putting romance. It. Essentially, join the White Lotus. <laughs> romance. He was busy. He wanted to elope with Nesrax. He missed Nesrax a lot. Missed his buddy. Came to see him and found out he was dead. I missed my boo boo. While at the local inn, they got word of a uh, new up and rising talent of a famous bard who had decided to visit uh, Waterdeep. I'm he, pretty. <laughs> using uh, a bit of persuasion, they they coerced. 
John Burgundy and see which one. Is it John Burgundy? It's yeah, John, it's John Burgundy. Believe me. I keep want to say Ron Burgundy. And like, Wait, no, no, this doesn't sound right. I know, so do I. Believe, just call me Burgundy, man. That's, it's smooth they, enough. It's smooth they enough. Uh, invited John Burgundy, who I'm pretty sure is in over his head and isn't really sure what he's getting into. But I have no idea. The promise of adventure Whiskey and slivers. With the promise of adventure <laughs> and... Uh, That's what I should go with. Increased fame. That would be my stage uh, name. John Burgundy's decided to join what remains of the White Lotus. Our Whiskey. heroes... Uh, also got word of uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, also got word of uh, a upcoming council meeting of the great guilds. Hopefully, the Balefire hopes to visit the council and plead his case in order to gather reinforcements uh, for the task that lies at hand. At the same time, Kragnar's body, who had been recovered within the the uh, depths <laughs> of Grudhog, has been recovered, and they are looking to hopefully restore her back to life once again. Uh, it is the start of the next day, crack of morning. Hamir, Olzek, Balefire, and... Grog? Grog. Grog? Grog. 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 <laughs> yeah. Where? As John Burgundy sleeps in the closet. Whiskey Silvers. Slivers. Whiskey Slithers. That's my John, stage name. Uh, Drog, you wake up bright and early in the morning. Uh, you're well, all well aware of what you guys need to do. Take it from there. Okay. I gotta get a bed. <laughs> did you did you say get out of bed? Okay, get a bed. Oh, that's right. You slept in the broom. I must. Get, I must get out of bed. I must put on clothing. <laughs> Sorry. Why did I sleep in the but fucking so, closet? It's still. It's currently just like straight up like crack of morning, crack of dawn. We'll say it's crack seven, of noon. It's, uh, seven in the morning. Okay. Okay. Um, crack of morning. Crack. Crack of noon. A no. crock. Uh, yeah, okay. So, well, uh, Drog, right? That's your name? Yes, that is my name. <laughs> yes. Groggy. I would love some breakfast. Cool. Yes. Go get some. I need to go back to <laughs> the guild hall and see if uh, there's any more people left. I mean, you were already there shouting up a storm, you know, looking for your friend. I, I, I think I need to apologize when I had too much of the drink, and when Drog drinks, I become Grog. My... My personality becomes, how do you say, loud? Yep. So I, I, I could definitely concur. Yeah. That's exactly what that was. Uh, um, well, you can go ahead and chill here. There's some uh, leftover bread and cheeses that I had prepared from yesterday. Um, people had some of that. That's all yours. Uh, Very good. John? What's up? <laughs> you can't see it, but he's... Air. <laughs> I'm not air Katarian. I'm practicing. He's air looting. I'm not air looting. No. I don't have a loot with me, so I have to pretend. It's called imagination. <laughs> imagination. <laughs> it's called playing buckethead uh, on like, expert uh, mode. <laughs> yes, you were saying. Sorry, non like visual jokes were happening. Um, would you like to uh, come with me to the guild hall, or are you going to stay here? I thought we were at the guild hall. No, we're at our. Our guild. I'm talking about the one where we recruit people. Oh. Yeah. I'll Come go. now, man. Like, you didn't have as much as he did, did you? Nah, I think I had more. <laughs> oh. I, I, Old Zek had some strawberry shortcake. <laughs> yeah. Bill Fire said, uh, no, yeah. It, it, couldn't, yeah. It, it couldn't hurt to go check if 
we have any more bites. Right, I mean, right. We I was like, well, you stay here with point. him so he doesn't break anything or something. No, I mean, everything he might. I mean, it's not hard to do. Everything here is already broken, so. You're, you're not wrong. I mean, so we can just go there then. If you guys are okay here, or if you want to go with us, it's fine. No, I'll go with you. Okay. You might break me next. <laughs> All right. Uh, sounds like a good plan. Let's hop to it early in the morning. Drog, Drog doesn't want to stay here by himself. Then come with us. I will. I don't want to go anymore. Is this how we're going to talk now? We, we each start say our names before we talk? I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking him, and I asked him. He decided to say his name. I'm sorry. John, no, also, go to store now. Are not doing that? No. Okay. Bellfire looks down. Wait, do you want... A little, bit, a little bit disappointed. Yeah. No, no. Bellfire, you can do it. Who are you again? Let's go. <laughs> I have to establish some credibility around here. I'm, I'm new. Hi, I'm new. That, that's your new name? Keep, that? keep that up. See how it works out. As we argue towards the guild hall. <laughs> As you guys make marriage. It doesn't sound like the White Lotus is gone at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we never left. Stares, at, stares blankly at the screen as the camera pans in. <laughs> uh, As you guys make conversation, you try to at least get to know your new allies here. They're not nearly as... Disciplined. They're not as put together as you're hoping, but uh, maybe after a bit Beggars of, can be choosers. Yes, exactly. But uh, as you guys make your way to Waterdeep on foot, it takes about the usual hour, mm. hour trek. Uh, by the time it's around 8 o'clock in the morning, the sun's pretty much up, uh, up uh, past the hills and everything. So the sun's out. It's a pretty decent day. A couple spare clouds, but the weather's pretty, still pretty good. Uh, as usual, Waterdeep, first thing in the morning, is bustling. The market, as soon as you enter, is just swarm with merchants shouting and uh, screaming out their wares. They're spoons! <laughs> <laughs> we got forks! <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're caught, shouting their wares. You're, you're, caught, you're caught between the large crowd who are there to pretty much get uh, the early deals, you know, the freshest produce and fruits and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, as you brush past, uh, make your way past the busy market square and for, towards uh, the guild hall. You can see like the foot traffic there is just as uh, crowded. A lot of uh, people looking to grab some uh, early jobs uh, are quite there. So the, the place is bustling. Um, as you approach the guild board within the hall, um, you can still see your notes hanging there. You kind of you kind of approach it, kind of glance around, hoping that maybe. Um, Somebody will at least take notice of it, but a lot of uh, people are kind of looking at other jobs. Other people are talking to guild receptionists. Can I go to the guild receptionist? Sure. He or she busy? Uh, They are busy. (laughs) Uh, As you as you approach it, um, a younger uh, younger man of thin mustache, thin black hair, uh, human is standing there. He's finished uh, directing somebody uh, some information, but uh, as he waves you forward towards it, there he goes. Greet you a little bit a little bit too chipper for you in the morning, but he goes. Uh, hey there, Advent- uh, morning adventure. How can I help you? Uh, yes, I have a question. Has yes, sir. anyone inquired about uh, this here note? This one I pull off the note from the board that I supposed to. Listen I inquired up. about it yesterday. I- Thank you, Drog. You're welcome. Uh, he takes it off your hand, looks it over carefully up and down, and goes, oh, No, just I haven't seen anything. Uh, you guys have a new guild looking for some. Uh, the- Not for- exactly new, but we are looking for help. Well, I mean. Not a lot of people really looking, just uh, looking for people here for odd jobs. But uh, as far as I know, no one's been asking for the. the he looks it over, tries to read the handwriting. The uh, kite lotus. No, no, no. It's it's white, white. White lotus. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's Does a real, it? it's a um, real flower. Uh, yeah, um, no, I'm sorry. I, I, we haven't had any uh, requests specifically, but um, 
you know, leave it up there. We'll, as usual, we'll leave it up there for about the week, uh, for a week's notice. Hopefully, you'll get a couple bites, but don't worry, I'm pretty sure you'll build up your little club here. Thanks. Uh, do you have any, like, leads or places you think I could find people that would be willing to do this? Any- uh, you can ask around. Everyone here is looking for work, but how much you're willing, how much are you getting people to actually stay? That's another thing. Hey, Mia, he's got a point. There might be a mercenary group in town that we could find uh, could to hire. Merc, merc work is always good. You got the gold, you got the bodies to spare. That's true. Um, I might have some contacts at the local tavern that could really tell us where to find some people that are looking for some dangerous yet rewarding work. That sounds good. Uh, Actually, we'll yeah. That. That Thank perfectly. you very much, good lad. Uh, I'll probably be back later during the week and see if anyone else... Uh, but if anyone else inquires, please make sure to send them our way. Sure thing. Thank you very much. You said you have contacts? I do. Let's, that that sounds like the next best option. Best, best I can't talk today. Uh, do you... What are you doing? I'm practicing, man. I got a gig tonight. Forgot to oh, mention that right. earlier. John is just, just behind you guys, behind the scenes. He's just sitting there plucking at a lute. <laughs> Occasionally you're going to hear like the, the, the subtle plucking of the, the instrument from behind you. It's almost like you got your own backdrop music as, mm. as wherever you go. Right, Dude, my travels around the Sword Coast. I've had to do many of odd jobs as a bounty hunter to make money, and I have many contacts in many places. Well, if you have anyone that can help, I would be glad to have you. We'll have to go to the local tavern and see Sounds what we can good. dig up. Which Let's tavern? Where, where are your contacts located at? Just the local tavern. There's, it's, it's a big, it's, it's a big it's town, town, man. Left and right. There's a lot of gigs around. Did here. we establish a name of a tavern? Not like a, a typical watering hole that you guys kind of visit. I mean, this is your chance to make say, something. Okay. Up. Well, we can go to my local. We're gonna Charter. go to. We're gonna go. Um, can you make something up? Is that okay? The slaps knee. I guess we'll go to the slaps knee. No, I got it. Oh, go for it. The roll for what? No, go for it. Oh. Oh. Last time I was in town, many months ago, I had some contacts at uh, Dog's Tail. We could try Dog's Tail. Mm. It's on sure. the opposite end of town, Never next to a graveyard. And oh. I was here last time. Oh, so that's where you of, of wailing coming from this graveyard. Statues oh, yeah, shaking and, and a woman screaming, oh, Lord. And, and it was just, yeah. You heard about that. Right? I, I just, heard about it, yeah. Yeah, that was us. Well, we dealt with it. I... Wasn't there for most of it, but man, that story was weird. Regardless, let's let's, let's head over there. Sounds good. You guys uh, make your way over. You follow uh, Drog's lead. Well, I have enough time. Yeah, I'll <laughs> have enough time. It's not until uh, late night. Uh, you can follow, you follow Drog's lead, and he leads you uh, to a uh, a pretty comfortable looking tavern uh, called the Dog's Tail. Uh, sure enough, the uh, plaque for it is just the rump of a dog of a dog's butt with its <sighs> tail sticking out. Oh, they always get so clever with these names. Uh, John, you think you've been here a few times? A couple th- of gigs. Not, not as well-paying. I think I've as, been here a few times. Not as, not as well-paying as uh, the, t- the place you're working at now, but the, the clientele's not bad. Yeah, it really is a dog's ass. That's the motto. If the glass ain't shaped like a dog's ass, it's not high class. <laughs> oh, have, I'll have me a glass. Pass? Okay. Uh, as you guys enter the tavern, um, it's pretty bustling. People that are getting some morning grub. Uh, I think of that. T- a couple, most tables are filled up. People... Uh, you, follow, you smell this, the. You can smell this waft of a uh, breakfast foods, eggs, meats. Uh, people are kind of just mm. scarfing down food. Uh, a lot of adventurers who look like are there just to kind of get their morning meal are <coughs> scattered about. Uh, the tavern, the bar, t- uh, the bar itself is mostly empty. Uh, people are just there ordering food, what it seems like. But uh, 
Draga, you approach the bar uh, that you can see a keep there who's kind of like helping uh, prep plates and everything like that, making food over there, but... Barkeep. Uh, who's your contact? Is there anyone... Is there a gentleman in your bar by the name of One-Eyed Pete? Uh, what? And his best friend, Willie. <laughs> uh, One-Eyed Willie! Uh, it looks it looks up at you as he's kind of like uh, uh, putting together some plates. It looks like he's kind of garnishing uh, uh, some already uh, prepared food. As he sets them on the table, he calls her one of the waitresses. We're not even looking at you. He goes, haven't seen Pete today. He usually comes by in the after- uh, afternoon. Uh, are you looking for him? Yeah, him or Poison Fang. I can't say the second name rings a bell, but uh, it's Pete. will probably be in uh, later this afternoon. Uh, this afternoon, usually stops by for a drink. Then hmm. you see him shout, uh, shout out and come uh, call out another waitress. One of them kind of swoops in, grabs a cup of food, takes a, a plate of food, takes him out. He goes, he looks over at you. He goes, "Do you want? I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a secretary here, but if you wanted to come by later, what about? Now this is a long shot because he hasn't been in a while. Darminian. He goes, Darminian. I haven't seen him in haven't seen him in months. Uh, he went off with that uh, one group or whatever, disappeared. I haven't seen him since. Probably dead. Darminian was yeah. a half orc barbarian like myself, but <clears throat> it doesn't look like any of my contacts are are here. Barkeep, we're looking to hire some assassins. Do you do you know of anyone that's uh, underground looking for work? Assassins. Yeah, I think that's a little. It looks extreme. like you guys. Mercenaries of sorts. Um, well, first of all, I'm a, co- I'm a cook. I don't hire out killers. So I'll take a side of bacon. All I, all I do is sir, I, I don't hire out I've, killers. I serve. I've been very. I've been around the Sword Coast, many of your kind, and do some shady dealings on the side. I I don't mean any disrespect. Hey, I just, just because dude, I'm just, a cook and also an assassin doesn't mean every cook's an assassin. Pretty sure what you just said was racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> it looks like. I don't know what you're insinuating. Insinuating that I'm just—he's all. I just—I'm insinuating I, that you look like a man who might have information. Information is information. If what depending on what you're okay. looking for. He already gave us. If you're looking to hire for me to hire someone to kill, to kill somebody for you, that's you're on your own there. I'm waiting for you to step. You're letting the idiot like talk here. Like that's what I was saying. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, actually, how much is breakfast? <laughs> we just—I'm hungry. Because, uh, the dude's not going to be here till the afternoon. He goes, tells you, five copper, get you two eggs, a slice of ham, and two, and two bacon strips. Here's a gold. Keep smiling. He looks at it and goes, so how many plates you want? <laughs> you guys hungry? I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Enough for my friends. Or these guys will do. All right, well, he gives you back a handful of uh, a cop, a copper. He goes, have a seat. I'll get one of the waitresses to serve you. Sounds good. Uh, you guys find a nearby table and just sit yourselves down. I scoff it down as fast as possible. Well, you haven't been served yet, but as you're kind of sitting down and waiting. <laughs> I, I eat nothing. I, I eat it before it yeah. becomes here. He gives me an you guys, empty plate you guys and he's worried. <laughs> you guys sit quietly uh, sit down at the my table. Is there anything you want to converse before then? or? So, hey, Mir, yes. what what actually are we looking at here? What What's the situation? Well, have you ever fought a giant? Many, yes. Okay, we're going to be fighting more. Cool. Yes. Uh, there's... Belfire looks at uh, John and goes, "That's unexpected." <laughs> I thought that I, I, thought, I thought for sure you'd be the first one to run away. I'm here for adventure. If I can take out a few giants along the way, sure. It, it would make a good song. I guess start writing that. Well, there's a lot of uh, things at stake. The world <coughs> being one of them. So yeah, you, that's kind of important. Yeah, yeah, we're in it. Uh, Usually, all my rocks are there. That's true. We're on a giant rock. All of our rocks are there. We're on one big whole rock. We gotta save that rock. 
Now, uh, it's there's kind of a little too many details to get into, but it could get really dicey. We're talking hill giants, lots, lots of hill giants. Uh, those just idiots. Hill giants, stone giants, frost giants, fire giants. Yeah, hill giants are idiots, though. Oh, I can't wait. How did you all get bested by some idiots? Well, uh, they're probably big idiots. Have you ever beaten bitter. anyone? Yes. There you go. Drog's not that stupid. I'm a little slow on the upkeep, but I'm so we are doing. So we are doing the name thing. No, we're not doing the name thing. He's doing. Oh, okay. Why can't I? You can do the name thing. It's okay. fine. Damn it. Doesn't he outrank you? In what? We have ranks now? Hey. Technically, I guess, yes. I now just got here. Really I'm still figuring shit out. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's you going to finish that? What? <laughs> Sorry, I already <laughs> took it. <laughs> this is this is the worst. Why have I done this? Hey, Mary, you kind of just collapse on the table with your hand, burying your face uh, in your hands. And around that time, suddenly this plate is suddenly thrust in, fr- in front of you as this uh, older woman waitress comes by with her right. plates. Food's each hand you plate of food, pours you uh, each a cup of water, too, before going off, uh, before making her, her way out the other way. Thank you. Immediately, uh, Belfire starts scarfing down the food with his hands. I'll pick up your utensils and study. Well, that's a monk for you. He looks back up between uh, between bites. He goes, yeah, um, to, to kind of elaborate, I'm going to be real honest with you. Things aren't looking good. Not good at all. I don't even know what I'm doing, honestly. All I know is that everyone's gone, and we can't let it end that way. And then a dashing hero comes in and saves the day. It may be. Well, it's going to be more than one hero, but I mean, for it, the song, I get it. I'm there. He looks at you, John, and he goes, I'm not going to, I mean, all our friends are dead, and there's a good chance that both of you won't live to see tomorrow. I mean, a lot of this has just kind of hit, uh, hit me. And the more I realize it, the more, I, the more I'm afraid. You see, he stops and a little bit of eggs kind of running down the side of his mouth as he just kind of <coughs> looks blankly at the table. Wipe your face, man. Don't be afraid. Have, I don't know what you guys want to do, but even if I have to go by myself, I will go charging into that place and slaughter everyone in the, with, with, with my bare hands if I have to. Well, that this, is valiant, Balefire. You're not going to be alone. No, but my point being is, you guys don't have to stay. This is getting exciting. <laughs> I have a friend to avenge. I'm staying. I have a story to write. I kind of like the world that I'm in, so we're going to have to save it. Okay. Well, that's good. That makes things easier. Let's finish up. I think Baldor is expecting us. Maybe when we wrap things up here, maybe we... Maybe we can look into those contacts because I'm gonna worry that maybe we're gonna start asking, need to start begging for some, for some gold here, asking for some for a lot of favors. Hmm. It's true. Well, if we're done here, we should probably head back. We'll come back later around noonish. We should post another sign. White Where? Lotus. Glad to do. He's right. Maybe two signs will work. Yeah. No. Twice the chance. On the same board. Or Happy to pay you no, gold tomorrow. Board. That's what I was saying. For mercenary work today. It'll work, Popeye. We'll try that later. If nothing, if all else fails, I'm happy to do whatever you want. All right. I even have the paper to write the new one. What? <laughs> Just look, please let us leave. We probably have company. You guys quickly finish up your food. Have a decent meal. And like the, the, the conversation and the warm food kind of like ease your, ease your minds a bit. Uh, but as Balefire pointed out, uh, although I was expecting you guys soon. So with that, you guys take off out Bel- of the, the tavern. Baldora. Thanks for the food. Did, we meet, did I meet Baldora? Was she that fiery little... Harper? Oh, you did meet her then. Yes. yes. Yeah, Fiery, kinda, you say. Yeah, she's kind of cranky. But she's good people. <laughs> we trust her. She's been there for uh, enough times. 
the I bills met her out. many months ago in a costume shop. She said she was getting costumes for some sort of party. Oh, oh gonna, yeah. You were all going to attend, and she was complaining about someone named Cragnew. Cragnar. Cragnar. That's who we're going to go see. I uh, swear I've maybe heard that name before. Where, where is Cragnar? Dead. The Nar. Hmm. So just just getting that um, everyone that that rolls with the white lotus pretty much dies. Yeah, it's ride or die sort of no. thing. Yeah, or does I can get behind? So. I mean, the fact that I always knew Nesrax was an idiot, but yeah, I guess was. he was stubborn. But that has yet to be seen. He fought to the end. He went out like you always wanted he always wanted to. He was a warrior. That's for sure. He was always a stubborn lad. Stubborn is definitely. Maybe if we're lucky, probably covering we'll, goblin shit or something. Maybe if we're lucky, though, uh, there's some chance we can get him back. But for now, let's uh, worry about Kragner. Uh, you guys head, head off to the uh, Harper's, the Harper Guild. Uh, you guys approach the familiar building, this very grand-looking hall building. Outside, the two, the two silver and blue uh, banners of the Harper's are just waving around. Uh, That's a bit showy. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it comes with the perks of being a big guild. Money. That's something to aim for. You're all very clearly very well connected, I mean... You are in with the Harpers and now the Emerald Enclave. You're you're very well connected to. You. No, we don't know the Emerald Enclave. We just did them a favor. Your guild must be very prominent around these parts. All three people. Yeah, that's what I like to think. Beauty in the eyes of the beholder and all that. The point is, we're happy with it. Yep. Even if nobody else is. <laughs> so I have to ask him. Hey, Mir. I know how Bellfire joined the group and. Him and Nesrax spent much time together. How did you come to join the White Lotus? I was stuck in a cage in an ice cave. We saved them. Oh. Well, yes and no. Tell me this story. He was locked in the cage and we bailed him out. Yes. And then... I'll work with it. I had to save the other two that saved me. It was weird. I'll work with it. Hmm. He was pretty much like a bonus. We came there to rescue our friends and then he was... And we made a new one. And it's worked out. Hmm. Maybe you might continue to have good luck. As what? you guys uh, walk inside the guild hall, uh, you can see that it's pretty much well, way more organized than you guys have seen. There's a lot of people just kind of scurrying about. There's a, uh, often this, often this vast hall. You can see there's already like a bunch of these uh, Harper soldiers who are there, kind of like almost militaristically in a straight line, give, listening to uh, their commander, uh, barking orders. Uh, nearby you is a uh, just a couple people standing around. Uh, Bellfire approaches this uh, group of uh, they look like young uh, recruits. He goes, "Hey, I'm Bellfire." One of the younger-looking ladies, uh, her hair's kind of shortened. Uh, hair's what what bit of long hair she has is tied to the side. Uh, human, dirty blonde hair. She looks over. and goes, "Um, hi." She looks at Bellfire awkward uh, awkwardly. He tells him, "We're here to see Baldora." The girl looks around for a minute, looking uh, at her friends, and they quickly look back at her, like, a bit confused. He goes, um... We're the White Lotus? One of the guys goes, oh, that's you guys! Yes. Yes. Hey, you guys are famous! I know. I knew you were famous, Bell- Bellfire. Bellfire pats the drag on the shoulder and goes, told you. He goes, yeah, well, everyone's been talking about you. Uh, uh, there's a lot going on, but, uh, man, uh, like... Pretty, uh, pretty much as, uh, that's everyone's got their uh, eyes on you at this moment uh, Jesus even the the chief came down can you believe that no one's uh, no one's ever seen her <coughs> in a while so what what did you guys do to pull some strength to bring her out we've done a lot Bill Fire goes eh, you know the usual <laughs> we have fought valiantly in battle and are here to claim our reward 
Don't worry about it, Hamir. I got you covered. You won't even there. Shit, they don't. We are those that hunt without being known. I'm, uh, I'm everywhere. It's okay. Well, uh, the younger goes, kind of points you, uh, kind of nice like hair, motions you forward. He goes, uh, uh, Captain Baldor is expecting you guys. Uh, let me let me show you the way. As you guys march past, uh, group people, I mean, like there's a lot of attention on you guys. A lot of people are whispering, pointing at at you guys as you're passing by. She must be very That's powerful. Dude. Such a scrawny woman is already a captain. That's a dude. That's a dude. Um, as you guys, a dude. As you guys uh, uh, exit out of the, uh, they lead you past this long hall, and outside uh, towards the back of the building, and you guys are out in this court field. Court field. Uh, court. It's a field of court. <laughs> and, rows and rows of judges. This is open court uh, that kind of between the two buildings of uh, the guild hall. But uh, make sure the cornfield is court. <laughs> Uh, out there, uh, looks like there's a couple soldiers uh, training uh, out there, uh, pra- practice weapons, taking swings, sparring mm. with each other. Off of the distance, you can see this frazzled, red-haired, short stature of a woman, but easy to recognize uh, it as a Beldora. She's out there giving orders, as uh, shouting out commands to uh, a lot of these soldiers. One of this, uh, one of the soldiers uh, uh, who's practicing has this wooden practice sword in his hand. He's sitting there, kind of like bouncing between his hands back and forth. As he's kind of crouched low in his stance, looking like he's trying to gauge. Gager, uh, you can see with one uh, with it looks like a makeshift dagger. Uh, Beldor just kind of sitting there uh, wait, uh, waiting for him. The soldier charge forward, charge forward at Beldora, and with this just once with motion and with this very small weapon, you see her just slap the weapon out of this soldier's hand. It goes flying off in the air, lands off somewhere in the distance, and just a very swift punch to the jaw. This guy just goes down on the ground. Ooh. Mm. That was a good one. Ah, the scorpion swing and sting. You see her call. Uh, you see a couple of recruits kind of walk over, help up their friend, and he's sitting there with this groan. You can easily see that there's just this daze in his eyes. He's trying to gauge what just happened. <laughs> a brave young hero. The he came uh, in. kind of like she's her. Uh, uh, she's the major weapon not to her side. She goes, "Get him some water." You. She points down at the guy who's sitting there, kind of like. Trying to figure, see, looking up. Figure out what's distance, going on. Yeah. Look, look, trying to look up in one distance where he thinks the voice is coming from, but obviously it's not looking at Baldora. He, he tells her, "As I told you, stop with the fancy stuff. So practice your stance, and try, and we'll try again later." His stance is weak, Amir. No, his, his stance is garbage. You need to teach him. And she turn, uh, I will teach him. You go ahead. And she uh, turns around. She faces, uh, faces the group. Uh, the young lady who introduced you kind of bows, bows out, salutes the captain, and just and. Turns, tail, uh, turns around and walks away. Greetings, Beldora. Hey, Mayor. Good to see you. The rest and you guys are... She looks this over. here is Drog. Drog, introduce yourself, please. I am Drog, friend to Nesrax and Bellfire, and now best friend to Hamir. And this here is John Byrne. Pleasure. He looks over she goes... You know no. Bellfire. She, he goes, I'm Bellfire. That's what we're doing now. We're <laughs> not... He's it's like I'm with children. He, he, he's going to do this the whole time, isn't he? Yeah. All right. She goes, well, she looks over at uh, Drax and goes, I think I Drog? Drogs. Okay, well, I'm Drax. Drax. I'm going to call you Drax. Batista in the house. I keep thinking Drax. I'm going to keep calling you. going to drop a bomb on you. She looks over at Drog and goes, I think I remember you. You are looking for Nesrex before, right? Yes, we met before many months ago in a costume shop. You were complaining about Cragnew. Cragnar. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Cragnar. 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 Cragnar.
heard the name before, but don't don't think I've ever seen you in person. Yes, he was giving a plagiarized performance at a local pub last night. No, he likes to think he can write jokes. Yes. Anyway, uh, not person? surprised. Squiggles? I am starting to no yeah, wiggles. Oh, yes. Yeah. Squiggles. Squiggle, wiggles. If you oh, excuse so you my friend, uh, it wasn't a lie. I am starting to come up in the world. I'm looking for that one thing just to make my fame explode. Well, what is your name again? Fedora. Uh, Pleasure. <laughs> yes, quite. Uh, she looks over to uh, Hamey and Balefire. She goes, So these are junior allies, huh? That's uh, a start. And I will say I'm a little impressed with how quick you are to recruit people, but. Believe uh, me, we were all so surprised. Uh, hopefully, uh, things will go even better this time. Now, uh, on, we'll have to cut this, the small talk here. We're already running a bit late. What's the news? Uh, well, we've had the preparations ready for Kragnar. Um, as you're aware of the ritual, it does require people need to be present, uh, loved ones uh, that know her personally. Mm. I love her uh, dearly. We have... You too? Uh, we asked for the favor of a, of a nearby uh, church of Pelor to assist us with this. Uh, Did you get in contact with the parents? Uh, yes. They, we flew them in last night, and I um, can already tell you she pretty much was about ready to tear our ship in half. Mm. Uh, if it weren't for, if it weren't for uh, her husband, I'm afraid uh, she would have pretty much killed everybody on, on, uh, on that ship and crashed it. Uh, but thankfully, she's calm for now. But I'm not going to lie to you, she's very angry. That, uh, that was kind of her thing. Uh, no, not not just right. Not no, just I angry, understand. but at, at you personally. Oh, me? Uh, all of you. She's not angry at Drog. I, I I just got here. Okay, so I've met her yet, me and, and she's already mad. Currently. Sounds right. Belfire kind of. You can see Belfire is kind of like shrinking. His, his head's kind of shrinking into his shoulders, and he goes, "Oh man, I, I kind of. I was kind of worried that she wouldn't be too happy." Well, Belfire's quivering. You, you, you wouldn't. Got to be some lady. Well, we did kind of get her daughter killed. That'll probably piss her off. Have some respect, Belfire. You're supposed to be a mighty warrior. Stand yeah. up straight, man. You know, she's her own... She was her own woman. She chose that. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Wait, Cragnew was a woman? What'd you... Cragnew. Who's this Cragnew? Uh, Sorry, I was off Regardless of the stupid... Can, can we go? We need to get this over with and done as quickly as possible. Yeah, yes, my head's about to explode right now. Uh, <laughs> anyway... I would like to stay and watch that. You're invited to... You're invited to bring your allies to stand outside. I'm afraid with how sensitive the ritual is, we right. we will only need those who are... I'm definitely okay with having them volunteer to stand outside. Sure. Good. Billfire looks and goes, me too? Uh, Does he need... <laughs> Baldura looks and goes, no, we'll, we'll need your Billfire. Uh, this will require people Close. that uh, Kragnar had close ties to. Uh, I want to go. I also loved Kragnar. Did you write that down here? Kragnar? I'm the one with the utensils. What? <laughs> no one's talking about eating anymore. Regardless. She looks over at you, hey, Mary. She goes, I think maybe you want to give this some second thought. This uh, new recruitment process that you're under. But it's, with that, let's be on our way. It's a work in progress. Uh, much work. From the ground up. From the foundation, if anything. I get it, Beldora. You're not helping. <laughs> and neither are you. Let's go. <laughs> uh, before I leave, slap knee. Later. What? That's where I have to go perform. Oh, right, yeah. I'm going to be at the pub. If you have nothing later to do tonight. Are you hitting on a teenage <laughs> child? Is, is, is that she what a child? Is, is that what just happened there? Is she a child? I can't tell. She's like 16. Oh, well, yeah. But Never it's mind. fantasy land. What are rules?
Eagles. No, no, not. No, I'm sorry. You guys are role playing fantasy characters, not Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, if only he was only up to 16 because he was like way younger than that. Uh, Beldora very frustratingly kind of brushes past all of you, and but ex- expects you to follow. But you see Belfire kind of like look at you, give you a look here, man. Like, let's go. And you guys just kind of uh, walk uh, with her. You guys exit at the guild hall down uh, what seems like kind of a this very long, solemn trek uh, through the city. You pass by a couple places you haven't really recognized. Uh, in this area, that seems to be more of a um, housing district. Uh, a lot of the buildings and homes here are a little worn, older looking. Uh, a lot of them, compared to how spaced out a lot of everything else is on, on the south side of uh, Waterdeep, as you're walking past this area, a lot of things are kind of like more bunched in together. It's like houses built on top of houses. You know, uh, it's, the streets are a bit more crowded. They're not as well maintained. But somewhere off in the distance, you can see in this very old stone cutout building is this, uh, what appears to be a church. If it hadn't been for a couple very dirty and thin stained glass windows, you probably would have just guessed it was just another building. She points forward and goes, um, this is it. She looks over to uh, all of you. He goes, uh, John, draw, uh, draw. I'd ask Drag. you please remain uh, outside for now. Sure. If all goes well, this will not take long. I all right. To, I want to pay my respects. I swear I've heard the name. Before. She looks over at uh, Mayor and Balefire. She goes, inside. They're waiting for us. All right. Um, as she opens the door, this large, worn wooden door, it lets out this loud creaking sound that seems to just echo uh, as you walk inside. Um, sure enough, as you step inside, the you wouldn't have noticed it, but the inside of it is actually very, very large. Uh, despite how the outside looks, it's very well maintained. Uh, inside, there's a couple of uh, pew, uh, pews, uh, very well kept. They, they look much better than uh, the door itself. Uh, the flo- uh, Most of the inside itself is still carved with a lot of stone, but it seems to be more polished and maintained and kept. These uh, in front of you is this uh, altar. Um, it looks like the figure of a woman with her arms spread out, but over her head is this giant ring with these looks like what appears to be like images of like uh, beams of light shooting out of them. Uh, to each side of her are these very well meticulously crafted uh, wings, which you can make out even from the distance just how detailed each of the feathers are carved into it. Uh, standing before. As you're kind of mind in the area, like the, the biggest thing you know is, is just you hear this uh, sound of sobbing. And sure enough, lying before you, you see the, uh, a couple of people standing. Uh, one woman who's pretty much sobbing into her hands, kneeling before what lies a uh, clo- uh, clothed per- uh, a person who has this large blanket uh, draped over it. Uh, standing beside her is uh, another gentleman who's trying his best to kind of like console this uh, sobbing person. but. To the left of them, uh, this very modestly dressed looking priest is standing there. Uh, old, this older, older dwarf, uh, hair at the top of his head is completely gone and whatever is remaining is just gone, just this very flowing silvery build, uh, beard that's been very well braided. Uh, there's these ornaments and uh, rings that are kind of keeping it uh, neatly in place, but uh, as he looks over, uh, as you guys walk in, uh, he motion, he see him raise a hand and motion towards your group. He goes, ah, there they are now. Welcome. Uh, good to see you, Baldora. As Baldora uh, approaches, she kind of turns to both of you. She goes, do you, please do your best to mind your tongue. This is a very intense situation here. Let's just try to make it worse, okay? I nod silently. You see Belfire immediately takes the hint and he just, he nods as well. Uh, he motion, she, as you approach closer toward the door, she motions her hand towards you. goes, 
Uh, this is Father Dorak. Dorak, this is the. These are allies of uh, the fallen here, and they will be helping us participate in this uh, ritual. He looks over at you and he raises a hand uh, towards your haymare. This very large, meaty hand with these very thick fingers that are uh, wrinkly old. He goes, uh, "Good to meet you, lad. Uh, what'd you say your name was?" Haymare. You see him like clasp your hand and like his, it easily encompasses over yours. And but he's he's got a good grip, but he's not enough to. He's not crushing he's, my hand. He's man. he's being polite enough not to knowing that he's not going to crush your hand, but he's got a good strong grip. His, his hands are worn. As odd as it sounds, uh, you can see that this isn't more hands from a a man who was a priest most of his life. They feel dry. They feel like there's full of calluses. But you could tell that at some point maybe he did something else in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. He goes over. He goes over towards Balefire, and he who quickly juts out a hand to shake him very pretty enthusiastically. He gives a Balefire a pat on the arm. Uh, this way, lads. <laughs> just the idea is like, yeah, and then just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you approach uh, the altar, uh, me the figure that was sobbing, uh, you recognize as Kragnar's mom. And as she turn, uh, sits up, uh, she casts a sideways glance towards uh, the, your group. You see Baldur kind of stops in her tra- tracks and very sneakily kind of slows down her movement to the point where you guys walk past in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could, uh, Amir, you catch it. You, you, you catch it immediately being a thief yourself. Uh, you know pretty much whatever's lying in wait about was kind of using you as a shield at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> you see uh, as suddenly as uh, she rises up you, you remember how utterly large of a woman she was this full-blooded orc ripped Humongous. muscles this hu- giant size she's easily she's just as she's just as tall and built as uh, Balefire and even though Balefire is your friend you're not very intimidated by his his uh, demeanor uh you feel the sun like chill down your spine as suddenly this dread. Woman, this this feeling of dread just suddenly just washes over you as this woman now just suddenly begins to walk towards you very slowly. Inner monologue. I'm not going to be the only dead person in this room. <laughs> the sheer immediately in her eyes, who are just bloodshot. It's a combination of her of her just who knows how long she's been crying, but sheer rage. As she looks over to you, and you see as with every footstep approaching, you can feel like your soul just shakes with every footstep she takes as she approaches you. Finally, she stops in front of you. You can see quickly her husband's walking over, running over to her side. You can see he's almost at the ready to just lunge in and stop her at a moment's notice. But I want to stand firm, just like, if you, if you want to hit me, I deserve it. She uh, looks down, you can see like just seething if you can almost see her breath just if it were if she were any matter you could see just it would be steam, steam coming out of out of her but if she's looking down at you just with sheer rage suddenly you see her bottom lip begins to quiver and suddenly these giant tears just begin to roll down her face as she looks down at you she begins suddenly just breaks down again she goes i hate you guys so damn much right now and if this were another time I would have painted your, painted you all over these walls, but you see as her husband comes over, starts caressing her back gently, and she just breaks onto this full sob. She goes, please help us. Please bring my baby back. Her husband kind of takes her by the arm and kind of drags her over. Dra- uh, Dorak kind of motions you Dor- guys to stand around her, stand around on the altar where uh, Kragnar's Valdrate body lies. Kind of raises his hands, almost kind of like a, as he begins to uh, start the ritual. Just, as you know, uh, in order to bring back the soul needs ties, things that bind it to this uh, world. 
And though Craig, uh, this will be more difficult. Craigner, she's been, she's been gone for a good while, as I understand. Uh, this would require a great deal of concentration and effort on our part. I ask of each of you to look into, your, look into yourself. Pray, think of Craigner. Think of her. Think of all the joy and impact she has on your life. Remember the good, remember the good, remember the bad. And with that, pray with all your might. And we will hope that she will hear us. We will hope that she will hear our, our prayers and she will return. But we will start with, uh, we'll begin the ritual as I will go around. And as I motion to each of you, pray your hardest and we will see how this goes. He kind of walks around past you guys. He stands before the altar. Uh, thankfully, the altar is a little low enough so he's not completely overshadowed by him being a dwarven <laughs> statue. Uh, but you can see, it's still the, the, the altar with Kragner's massive body. Uh, you see the, the, his head from his nose up is peeking out from the, up from the other side. But as you see him raise his hands once again, he begins to uh, recite a prayer. Goddess Pelor, we ask, uh, Mother of Life and Light, we ask you to hear our prayers in our time of need. Please return this brave warrior to us so that she may, cont may continue the good fight and continue the journey. She motions to you, Hamir. What stands before you is a humble ser a servant of you, Pilar. Please hear his prayers. So, just out of character, you want me to just pray and... I mean, no, nah, I mean, if you have a speech or anything I you want. I kind of do. Good. So, it's more of like a personal thing, like if I was praying to myself. Good. Is that okay? Kragnar, we weren't always the greatest of friends, but you always had the best stories. <laughs> and, I mean, when we were... We were in the, the town together. We both tried to get those priestesses to get with us. I, you know, I've never really ever done that with anyone else. No one really got it as much as you did. It's, it's yeah. Your stories remind me of me. And... I just don't think I'm ready to see someone that I connected with that way go. And damn it, I, I don't think you're done making more stories yet. So, it might not mean much for me, but please come back to us. You see as uh, Dorak kind of nods his head, he motions towards Bellfire. he goes, uh, Goddess Pilar, please uh, hear our prayers. Our humble uh, servant uh, lies before you. Please hear his calls. Balefire just kind of stands there. He's sitting there with a solemn look on his face. He's got his hands behind his back. He goes, pretty much flat out. I like you, Craigner. You were kind of bossy, but you always had the best ideas and you always had, were in a good mind. And I knew that out of the group, you're probably the second most person I could trust. Besides Nesrax. But... We can't do what we need to do without you. And I'm hoping that if this works out, that uh, there's a chance that we can bring everyone back too. So, yeah, you're a good friend and I miss you. Please come back. Dora kind of like nods, points towards uh, Kragner's mom. And you see she's done her best to try to hold back the tears when she's, uh, her lip is still quivering, but she takes a big, she takes a deep breath, trying to calm herself and you see her husband pat her on the back. Gently goes, do your best, hon. I know you can. Uh, she uh, stops for she stays quiet for a few uh, another mo brief moment, and finally, before, with this very shaking voice, says, uh, "You watch as Craig's mom's bird uh, pushes through her emotion and begins her set of prayer." When 
I first found out I was pregnant of you, and my your father and I knew we had to pretty much make do someplace else. I was absolutely terrified leaving the tribe, but I knew it had been for the best because I knew we couldn't give you that same life that we had uh, as much as I wanted to. Having to move to some crappy little town and <laughs> with a house and like a, an actual roof over my head and like flowers and stuff like that. The idea just completely terrified me. I didn't know what we were doing. I didn't even know what this, I started questioning it. Half the time I just wanted to go run back to the tribe, but I knew this is what needed to be done. And finally when you were born and I first saw that sweet little smile of yours, I knew that everything would have been all right. And as the days went by and as you got older, I knew we had made the right choice. I know somewhere along the way we kind of fell out and I blame myself mostly, but there's just a lot of stuff I hadn't got a chance to tell you yet. And I can't tell you that unless you're here. You see me, she just stops. She's trying to struggle to say a few more words, but she starts breaking down and crying. And she she just finishes saying, please come back. Talaeus, her father, does her best, his best to just soothe her and calm her down. But after a moment, uh, Derek, I'm sorry, what did that name is Dorf again? <laughs> uh, Doric, uh, Boo Boo Varric. Doric motions towards, uh, motions towards, uh, Talaeus. And says, uh, uh, Goddess Pelor, please hear our, your humble servants, uh, please. And may his, uh, voice reach you. And you see his, uh, Talaeus very calmly, it's this, it's oddly how much, how calm he's been, despite the situation that is that if there's one thing it looks, you're not, it's hard to kind of gauge whether or not he's just got an incredible poker face or what, but if anything, Talaeus has been this, this figure it's of stoic, this, this, this pillar. And for the first time, he hasn't said a word despite that, but as his voice, uh, he stops for a moment. You see there's a slight crack in his voice. He tries to speak, but he quickly stands tall, clears out his throat and starts speaking once again. You know, I think the happiest time of my life was when you were six. It was your birthday. And your mom wanted to get you... <laughs> wanted to get you this very expensive broadsword. And I kept on arguing with her, what use does a six-year-old girl, little girl have for a broadsword? But after... And you know your mom, she always wins those arguments. There's nothing I can do. But I remember... <laughs> taking into town one day and we went to go to an armorsmith and I was having one in the middle discussing having him build you one. <laughs> he begins to laugh as he begins to think about how ridiculous the idea is. And I remember around that time you looked up at me and you told me, well, why can't I have what you're having, what you have? And then I don't think I had taught you necessarily what the word was, but I had, always carry, I had always carried around my loot with me. And when you had said those and pointed toward the loot, it was this, not only this sheer joy that overfilled me, but also this big, <laughs> this big feeling of relief. I remember immediately the next, that morning, we went back to your mom with this brand new child's loot in hand. She was absolutely furious, more so than usual. But I remember just how right after then, you just took a shining to music. You must have played that thing all day. 
And I remember walking in that night and you had fallen asleep with it in your arms. And every day since then, it had been nothing but laughter and music and I couldn't have been happier. They say a bard needs a muse for his, his music, something that, that gives him inspiration. And every day when I perform at the tavern, I have people ask me the same thing. How do you, how do you do it? How do you create these new songs? How do you, how does your, how do you just never seem to crack and just perform so well? And I always tell them the same, the same thing. I just, I pretend you're, you're just out there watching me and I'm singing to you. And you see suddenly that one stoic figure now, he suddenly begins to, uh, begins to break down and he begins to cry. He goes, if you're not around, I can't sing anymore. There's no point, so please come back, on. We need you. And with that moment, you see uh, Vera kind of go over her massive arms, drapes over this small human of a man, and they begin to uh, comfort and uh, cry in each other's arms. With that, Dorak kind of raises his arms. He goes, Goddess Pelor, we you've heard our prayers, but please, please answer them. Within your guiding light and grace, please guide Kragnar back to us. Pelor, hear our prayers. It's this very hefty moment, but Hamir you can feel like this sudden heaviness in the air. It's not tension, there's something in the atmosphere that almost just comes bearing down on top of you. It feels like for a brief moment you're, you're inside. You think it's like a stomach cramp or something just because of the nervousness, but it's, it's, it's more than that. It's, you can feel yourself shrinking and you begin to realize it's not something physical within you, it's something almost spiritual and it's caving in on you. And as you look around trying to figure out, wait, maybe if it's just you, you can see there's the same look as everyone's kind of glancing around wondering the strange feeling that's overcoming and within this moment you realize that there's this massive otherworldly presence now within the room. It's absolutely crushing. It's, if you're in any graven moment you probably would have ran straight out the door and, and fled just to get escaped from it. It's so unbearable, but at the same time it's soothing. It, like you know you don't have to fear it, but it's almost unbearable for you to handle something beyond your comprehension that you can deal with. And as you kind of glance around the room, you turn back facing Kragnar, you begin to see... I was I was going to say, I was like, do I have any sort of, like, not as affected because I've already died and met a goddess of death? <laughs> uh, you have, like, I was you're thinking, I was like, maybe that's like a familiar feel. You're, you're probably more yeah. affected by it. More, It, it is familiar. Uh, it would be familiar for you then. I was like, I was like, I was like, I know that feeling. Perks of dying. Uh, you begin to see now that the figure of Kragnar. Suddenly, you begin to hear the sound of like bone creaking, scraping. You can see there's a bit of strangeness on the uh, Kragnar's cloth as it begins to twist and form. It almost sounds like that sound when you pop your shoulder back in place. Mm. And after after a brief moment, the sun like struggle underneath. You begin to see as the cloth slowly begins to rise just lift up slowly and then just back down and you can see that it's it's you can hear the this very faint wheezing underneath it it's it's extremely weak but you can hear the sound of breathing uh dorak kind of looks over pulls back the cloth and looks at it and kind of drapes it back over you can see the very pale face of kragnar underneath it her eyes are closed they're she doesn't look good like, you see Balefire kind of like goes over you can see like him just kind of like clasp his hand on your back <coughs> another one on your shoulder like he doesn't want you to escape he goes 
oh man, it worked. Uh, he's, he's, he's kind of choking you, uh, shaking you. you know, he's choking you. He's, he's trying to be. <laughs> he, he is choking you in a way. <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to be respectful and not shout out completely, but he's getting very excited. I start dying. You can see as you can see immediately I'm as Verg and Talaeus kind of rush over, uh, rush over to see it, and starting to get that feeling. Again. This uh, very. I mean, it's not like this, dude. A grin, but this very calm smile washes over uh, Dorak as he looks over at, at all of you. It worked. It looks like it, it, the ritual was a success. Uh, she's very weak, though. Um, I'm going to ask you to please give her some time. She needs to recover. I no. don't know how long this is going to take, but uh, we'll take it from here. Uh, you see Baldora, who had been who had a participant in the ritual. She had been kind of slunk back into a corner watching it. She got... Approaches all of you. She goes, I've heard of this ritual before, but I've never seen it. It's, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of terrifying. See somebody raise from the dead like that. It's, it's, yes. <laughs> it feels just as bad as it seems. It's all right. He looks, he looks over at you and he goes, she looks over at you, uh, Amir, and uh, Bellfire, and he goes, she says, good job. That's a, hopefully, start, hopefully that's the start of uh, the good luck that we need here. He looks over, she kind of approaches, she approaches Talaris and, uh, uh, Verrick, Verrick's uh, doing her best not to just completely jump on Kragnar's body and, and just hug her tight, but she's sitting there at the... <laughs> she's Kill her again! <laughs> she's, she's sitting there at, uh, by the edge, stroking uh, Kragnar's hair. Uh, her face is pale. You can see there's this very obvious scarring. It looks like she's got this very massive bruise that almost encompasses half of her face. Um, some patches of her hair are missing, unfortunately. But uh, you can see as uh, Varag is sitting there uh, sobbing, petting, uh, petting her hair, she goes, she goes back up to you, hey, Mary, she goes, thank you. Thank you. No problem. Delays is there and wiping his eyes. So I'm looks, still getting choked by Bale he, 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 he walks over to you, hey, Mary, and you just see Delays just wraps his arms around you, gives us a big hug. Uh, Balefire joins in and gives three-way hug, starts hugging all of you. <laughs> Friends, you're going to kill me no, you next. Don't. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for this. Yes. You've been given another chance, and that's that's not a lot I can say for a, a lot of people. Well, I owe that much. Uh, we'll take it from here. Uh, but rest while knowing that she's safe for now. Uh, when things are okay, we'll we'll call on you. I think after all this, she'd be very happy to see you guys. Billfire, uh, kind of nods. He goes, "I'd like to see her too." Yes. He looks over at you, hey, Mary, and goes, uh, what do we do now? Well, we should probably meet our new compatriots outside. Let them do their thing. Uh, you see, uh, Bellora, thank you. I, oh, I, I, got wow, too, really? I got too many B names. <laughs> I got too many B names in my head. I was like, who, which one? Yeah, Burgundy. You see, about uh, Baldora kind of, look, kind of walks ahead of you guys. He goes, uh, come on, guys. Uh, we still have more work to do. The council, the, uh, <laughs> the meeting with the consulate is within a few hours. We'll have to prepare for that. In the meantime, we'll have to look into uh, possibly recruiting some uh, some more uh, more people for this job. You see, she presses forward. She just walks straight past uh, past all you and Lynn walks out of the building. John, uh, John and Drog, you guys have been just sitting there chatting, chatting away, getting to know each other. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Big gulps. It's swirls, squiggles. <laughs> I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. I swear it was squiggles. 
singing a very the same very tune you were when the bar that I found you in. Really? Yeah. He was. I don't know. He was a thin man, very skinny, hair very straw-like, partially balding, wore a pair of spectacles on his face, and called him a cool man squiggles. Cool man squiggles. Yeah. Hey, Marriage, you walk out with Bill Fire all year. Have you been eating mushrooms? (laughs) Of course, that's the first thing I hear after such a a moving moment. How many mushrooms did you eat again? I've eaten many mushrooms in my adventures. That's kind of the thing that barbarians do. It's like a delicacy to us. Uh, I could tell. Sometimes when you're out in the woods so, only, you just have to... Yeah, those mushrooms will mess you up, man. Quite. Well, gents, uh, Drog and John. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, Mayor. Were you able to bring back... Um, Kragna. Yeah, thank you. I, I almost yes. remember her name that time, but yeah, then I suddenly again. didn't care. Oh, cool. She's alive. I mean, you should tell Terry I didn't buy into the whole religion thing, but... That was interesting to see. <laughs> Religion. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy when you see it for yourself. And much crazy when you feel it, too. Terry, who is this Terry? Is he another one of your compatriots? Uh, was. Was. Ah. Was. Eh, poor bastard. Poor Terry. I weep for him. You didn't even know Terry. He deserved it, I bet. <laughs> I weep for all of Nesrax's friends. He looks over... I have a feeling they weren't really friends. He looks over... Balefire looks over you, John, and you see what... For Balefire, who doesn't show much emotion, there's this very stern frown in his face as he looks at you. He goes, nobody deserved what uh, what happened to, to my friends. You don't think they were friends? He sent me this crayon picture of him, Balefire. <laughs> I can't even go through it that. Never mind. <laughs> this is a really drawn crayon picture of them hugging it out, giving me best friends number one. Balefire's having a moment right now. Don't make me call you retarded. <laughs> Hey, drug chum of my life. Time of my life. <laughs> All right. I'm anyway, Bellfire, I'm sorry that was being sensitive with this time. Yeah, make sure that doesn't happen again. Last guy that said that, I almost threw him off of the airship. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty wicked. He looks over to Beldor and goes, All right, so uh, Beldor, what next? Beldor looks up at you and goes, I don't know about you, but I'm going to need a drink after that. Uh, as you said before, the, uh, the meeting with the consulate within a few hours... She looks at she looks up at the sun, kind of got, trying to gauge the time. It's roughly now ten o'clock. It'll begin early in the, in the afternoon, uh, around four p.m. For now, I'll do what you guys need to do. Uh, do you need us to be here for that? Yes, you, you are a very important part of this. Mm. Uh, meet back at the uh, Harper's Guild Hall. I will guide you to the meeting place. Uh, what time more, exactly was it? I'm sorry. About four, ten. Four o'clock. At four? Oh. Okay. No, it's ten now. Yeah. Uh, four o'clock. Okay. Hey, Mir. Yes. That odd fellow. The this. This, the, I would call him Sketchy One. The one who ordered the strawberry shortcake at a bar. Oh, Ozek. Is he part of the White Lotus as well? He's part of the Harpers. He's not part of the Harpers. Oh, okay. Uh, For the record, Ozek kind of went separate ways as you guys went back to uh, the Harper. Exactly. Um, So, Hmm. four o'clock, we'll be back here. Um, You have... um, I'll send Ozek for you. All right. Thank you. I I always show up late. I mean, what time is it going to be? I, uh, it's it's really after everyone gets off work to so about mean Balefire Central, correct? 9 p.m. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on the page. Being bad. Sorry, Beldora, someone horned you died. Yeah, right, I'm saying, do all of four of us 
need to be there or just me and Balefire, Um, I would assume just you and Balefire. Uh, okay. I'm not going to lie, it's... We're going to need... Just bring whoever you need to be. We'll sort it out when we get there. Right. But, uh, I should have time. Just making sure. I'll be there. Thank you. I'm always here to support a friend. Uh, but lower parts ways with you guys, and you guys are just kind of standing out there outside the church. Uh, we got to go meet Bellfire up with looks at you guys. Yes, we need to go back to the... Uh, the, was it the dog Tails tail? ass. The dog tail, yes. yes. To and see if we can... See if we yeah, can we got to go back to the dog context. tail. That's where it comes from. Very good. It's not dog poop. It was dog tail. Oh, I guess that would sound like a better name. Dog poop is what you just stepped in. Dog we're tail really in the, the bar. Of the course. You see, the fire kind of like, like, kind of starts looking. It's under a field court. And it starts looking under his feet. Obviously, if there's not underneath, not, not underneath, underneath his feet, and he kind of gives you this look. and goes, Ah, oh, you got me. <laughs> Once again, and I slap him on the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and head back to the dog tail. Well, that was actually around noon that we need to go, correct? Afternoon, but, you know, skedaddle well, around. o'clock now. I mean, we can just go chill out. Early drinking. Back. You never know. That's true. Yeah, that sounds pretty hey cool. Yo. That was a hell of a moving experience. So. Uh, uh, you guys make your way back to the dog's tail, uh, hoping to see... Uh, I'm sorry, Drax. What was your drug? I'm going to call you Drax. I don't even here. remember now. I don't even remember anymore. Well, he had... Droggy, groggy. In. Poison Fang. Oh, and Poison one Fang. One Eye Joe. One Eye Pete. Okay, Pete. Poison one Fang. I'm just close. Go see One Eye Pete. Uh, you recall the bartender telling you Pete would be in later in the afternoon. I didn't need to make these dead men. Come on. As you guys uh, make your way. keep you around. As you guys make your way back to the tavern and uh, walk back in, it's a, it's a little busier. People are there for like early lunch. Uh, obviously, the day drinkers are there. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, it's a bit more bustling, but. Drog, as uh, you're in the tavern, sure enough, uh, standing at a table by himself is your contact known as One-Eyed Pete. Uh, this very slender-looking man, very long, uh, despite being completely gray, most of his hair is intact. And much to your surprise, the, the whole One-Eye aspect of it, it's just because one of his, ha- his hair is parted to one side, covering up one of uh, covering uh, his eye, one of his eyes. He's a cyclops because of his hair. Yep. <laughs> hey, you kind of chuckled to yourself about the realization of it. Another great name. <laughs> Uh, sure enough, as he sees you, he catches your eye from the distance, uh, Drog. You see him, he raises, raises uh, his uh, tanker to you. He goes, Oi, Drog! Ah, Pete, I knew I'd find you in these parts. He sees, he motions you over. What are you doing, you crazy bastard? You call out to him as you walk uh, towards the table he's sitting at. Um, y'all, there's, he's pretty much got a table to himself, but there's enough space for all of you. So y'all have a seat uh, with him. He's all, oh, you know me, starting early. Ah. It's never too early for us, am I right? In our line of work. Oh, right, right. So, uh, what brings you here? So I've joined a new g- guild, the, the White Lotus, and my friend Haymare here and his compatriots are looking to recruit some new members after every single one of them, my friend Nesrax included, fell victim to a brutal death by hill giants? Yes, hill giants. Hill giants. Hill giants. And he's looking to recruit some new members, and we're not having any luck at the guild hall, and I was wondering if you could tell me if there's any assassins or mercenaries in this in the town that we could maybe look at hiring. He looks at you kind of with this one good eye, like kind of wide open, and you see you see him as he kind of just takes a hard swig of his uh, ale, slams down the tanker, looks at you, he goes, "That was a lot to process in one, uh, in about the thirty seconds that your lips started flapping there." But uh, it happens. So let me get this straight. 
He turns towards Hamir. He goes, your buddies are dead. Now you're looking for some crazy bastards that'll join you long enough to the point where you can get your, the job done and they won't run away. Well, some more crazy bastards. Uh, yeah, that's about the long trail. Oh, you got the coin. We can find uh, people crazy enough to work. <coughs> we got some coin. So, uh, now I'm not going to lie. Assassins won't take the job. Mercenaries, you have to ride, have to have the right amount of coin for this. But it's going. But I'm not. Uh, but even with even with then, they won't take it unless they know the job. So you got to give me some details here. What exactly you're all up against? Apparently, there's some kind of giant uprising, and they're after some kind of magical crunch. Magical. I don't know why would be after crunch. What <laughs> magical conch? Oh, conch, like the shell. He looks. He looks. He goes. So giants, you're going giant hunting. Yes, eel giants specifically. For now, there's more. You see, he takes another hard swig. We might hunt around his town. mouth and sets down his tankard, and he goes, yeah, there's been a lot of problems there lately. The uh, Lord's Alliance are swamped on all fronts here. Lion people. I'll let my good, I'll let my buddy Hamer here regale you with the tale of his adventures. Oh, Jesus. People dying here left and, left and right from what I Background understand. music. Oh, yes. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, people aren't running away from these things. Not, not, most of them aren't going to be quick to join the fight for that. It's understandable. I mean, people, people are just getting slaughtered left and right. The thing is, there's a lot more going on than people think. Is that so? Yes. Uh, this could be, you know, world-changing, world-ending things. He thinks about it, he goes, being a little dramatic if you ask me, but yeah, considering uh, how, how, like, pretty much my, my contacts are all filled with just all this crazy information about giants in the sky, giants in the sea, yes. giants... Sky giants, you say? The giants up in the north, uh, I'm bound to believe it at this point. Because hmm. you heard about that business here within the city <coughs> about a week ago, right? Yes. This giant floating castle came out of nowhere. If I hadn't seen it from my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it, but it's, uh, I'm, at this point, I wouldn't. Be, I'm, I have no doubt it's probably going to be the end of the world here soon. <laughs> well, if we're all going to die, uh, I'm, might as well uh, shout the coin and see who can at least take a crack at it. Uh, I won't lie, given the risk. I'm not going to get your normal mercenaries here. It's true, but we've got to at least try. Uh, if you want to keep drinking... I know a third party. Mm-hmm. They're um, unusual. How so? Uh, let's just say they're not your normal type of mercenary. That would fit the unusual tag, sure. He looks around at, the, at your group and goes, uh, but I'd say unusual kind of fits uh, your lot, so... Let's just call it unique. Right. You see him raise his fingers, go, quote, quote, unique. But it makes you feel better. Well, payment's going to be required up front, and I'm going to let you know right now, these, uh, you're going to need a hefty, ba- hefty bag of gold for this. These guys don't bargain. They don't. In fact, they don't think they know the meaning of bargain. Come on, Pete. You can't can spell bargain, old friend. I mean, I'm just telling you right, I'm just telling you right now, okay? It's Look, I, if you want to bargain with them, you can talk to them face-to-face, but these things don't bargain. You pay, either pay them on your job and they'll st- and you got the loyalty but these things paid yes, things hmm. they're not normal like you and I you see he kind of like looks away and takes, an, uh, takes a quiet sip of his uh, drink alright how much? he goes well he looks over to, at you uh, Drog and goes well if you're willing to try to talk him down that's up to you but, I'm, but if you just give me the goal now I'll throw it at him and they can have, have you uh, have a, one of the, have a few of meet, uh, meet you at your place. What group are we talking about, Pete? You know, mercenaries. You see him as he takes a swig. I don't waves. like the air quotations. 
live a little. Let's see who the plucky bastard would be. Last time you were with air quotations, I was waist deep in dragon shit trying to find an amulet that was never there. I told you you had to do a bit more digging. I swore the context said he swallowed it, but... Mm. Yes, a peanut is not the same as an amulet. <laughs> well, it well, depends. If, was it a magic peanut? Well, regard, uh, regardless, give me the gold up front. It was not a magic peanut. I'm sending your way. Did you try it? I might have. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, a chorus laughter in a tavern. They want the gold up front, and afterwards you can tell them how, how much after. Would, would be. He looks. He looks. Takes down from him. He goes six hundred. Pete. Pete isn't always there. He is an honest fellow, but uh, he is a bit of a, a trickster. I'm a little worried about his air quotations. Hey, man. Look, he, look. He's standing look, right I, there. Look, the old amulet thing. Leave that. Leave that behind us. But Mercs, I know my Mercs. It's just you're not going to get your run of the mill ones for, for a job like this. Balefire looks at you, Hammer, and goes, I don't think we have any money. Maybe. Here, I'll pitch in 300. He looks over at Balefire, still conversing, Hammer, and goes, Maybe we can talk to Baldora, maybe she can sponsor the cash. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, well then, How screw it. I want my money back. Pete. Don't worry. I will also chip in 300 gold. Oh, cool. We have the gold. Now, now Baldora won't break her legs. What? I mean, she could try. But Two of you uh, each throw out 300. I think this is my down payment towards our uh, future. Hell yes. You see as uh, Pete kind of quickly grabs the best two sacks of coins from each of you, stuffs them in on it. Cool. Stuffs There's your go. Stuffs them to his side and goes, all right, uh, you still... He looks over you at a drug. He goes, so I'll send him your way. Where you, meet me in... Uh, meet me here. Back alley. What time? Uh, he looks up. He thinks about it for a minute. He goes, "Give me about an hour." All right. An hour? That work? Sounds good. Uh, trust barkeep. Me, they're, trust me. They're hurting for work. Oh, we've got work. You get. Well, you I go think it's about beer o'clock. We have a mutual respect, Pete. You get half now, and half when we. No, show no, that's each not other. how it works. These people want the money up front. You give you. How do we know you're not going to take the money and run? Where would I go? Well, now you just gave me the idea. The place, but we're all going to die at some <laughs> point. I'm just saying. So I'll take the money now. Dragon shit takes a long time to go, the smell go, to go away. Yes, yes, I can still smell you from here. <clears throat> That's what that it's smell was. He says, I swear you have, more dra- you have more drama than my teenage daughter. You see, he takes another hard swig and puts it down the tankard. He doesn't have a daughter. No one would lay with his ugly ass. <laughs> he goes, I'll take the money. They'll hear you out. At that point, you're willing, you can negotiate with them. But this is just for them to get the, for them to listen to you. All right, Pete, but if you double-cross me, I will hunt you I down. I swear, I swear, I'll be back. Give me an hour. You see, he finishes up his ale, slams down the tankard, and uh, walks off. He quickly exits the bar, and you guys kind of sit there in silence. Uh, barkeep, I'll take one. You yeah. uh, wave down a bar. Waitress who's, who sees you kind of motions her hand at you like she acknowledges and, and takes off. Billfire looks at you guys and goes, So? That went well. Yeah, wasn't as good as our first two, but... I mean, most people don't charge you to talk to him, so that's a good sign, right? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you gotta... You're paying for his service. Much like a wench, but this wench is going to kill for you. That sounds pretty so awesome. Wench. Where the hell is that at? What? 
Uh, I'd goes, love a female. You haven't traveled through the There's North a small Montana. village outside Bryn Shander. It's uh, not often talked about. As you guys converse, you are, are you long. say? It is. It isn't very long before uh, John. Huh, makes, I could the, probably milk this. John, it is a very. It's very quickly when suddenly the, the bar waitress comes back with a with three tankards, sets them down in front of you. She looks. She goes on the house. Gives you a wink and uh, takes off. Thank you. I think she likes you. Yeah. So Let's I got my three. Service. What are you guys going to drink? Oh. Uh, I can't. No, I can't. Here. Ale, actually. We have a meeting in a bit. Yeah, you got to loosen up. What are you going to get a strawberry shortcake? Well, we got. It was stupid. We got oh. three hours. Okay. Well. Ish. <laughs> you know, we have, have one a, hour. Have a beer. And then we have, have some food. Tool after that. Yeah, so that equals more beer. Got me wine. You see, as you say that, uh, Balefire, <coughs> excuse me, Balefire had already reached over, snatched it when your tanker and starts guzzling it down. He goes, Thanks, John. Not a problem. <laughs> I like our new friend. He gets his drinks. Bar wench, I'll take some mead. What, now your other friends drink? Oh, no. For it. Terry did all the drinking for us, but it's kind of nice to know that I can actually have, have one before he gets to him. Yeah, sounds like a greedy bastard. Yeah, but he was... He was also a friend. And you see, he just kind of stays quiet and looks down at the tanker. To friends. Yes, to friends. He raises up his tanker to you and he goes, To friends. And to new ones, too. Hell yeah. here. Uh, you guys sit sit around, just kind of converse to yourselves, drink a little bit, just to kind of get the edge off. But uh, Out the it's, edge. it's about an hour later, you see something... Well, uh, Pete, making good on his word, Pete comes about by a little past an hour. Pete walks up to you, uh, Drog, and goes, Alright, good. We're still here. Thought I was going to start chasing you around the city. Uh, look, there's a bit of a problem. Oh, come on. Problem? Uh, Why am I not surprised, Pete? Uh, look, look, look. I, I, I did my part. It's just, the other end isn't, they're, they're not working as much as I thought they would. Uh, I got, so instead of mercenaries, I got you a mercenary. A. Quality of a quantity, let's hope. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. See, he, you get it. <laughs> We're all well, trust me, he's a, he's a specialist. It, as soon as, as, soon as I, they heard giants, four of them took off, but one, I think he was a little slow and I was able to wrangle him, but he's, he's good, okay? He's good. <laughs> when, I'm sorry, out of character, when he said slow, the person was like, giants? <laughs> <laughs> Not like physically, <laughs> but no, no. It'd be in their language. I heard you're. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, Giants talk like Swedish. Well, there. Look, I, I just. He looks around and goes, uh, uh, "You went there real quick." <laughs> you see, you see, his kind of worried. Looks around and goes, "Uh, look, I, I can't bring him indoors. Okay, he's not exactly normal." What did you bring us, Pete? The fuck well, is normal? Me. You can meet him for yourself. He's a good Oh my god, we said we're supposed to be in the back alley anyways. The fuck is normal? The giant over there is crying. <laughs> Dale Fire's just sitting there, sitting there drinking. I'm not crying. I'm just happy. And it's salt water. He's not a gel- he's not a giant, he's a Goliath. Giant True. Goliath. John anyway, Burgundy. Anyway, he's 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 it's You're all giants. Meet him, though, otherwise before he takes off again. And then you guys are out. Alright. Let's just go, please. Alright, let's go you meet guys follow, this uh, Pete normal. The tavern. Um, Last time he did this, it was a fucking lizard person. 
Let's hope it's not another lizard person. Uh, as he's walk, as he's walking, Pete's unusually quiet. Uh, he walks past the. Uh, you guys walked outside the tavern with him, exit out through the back alley. It leads you kind of in this kind of whining area. The the buildings are a little more crowded here because uh, some of the buildings, uh, business can't think of space. Uh, but sure enough, standing in uh, in the, this alley is just by himself, propped up against a, a barrel, is a uh, this very tall, lanky figure just draped in this very dirty-looking cowl. Uh, you barely catch just peaks of a. Of him outside of his face, uh, outside of the cowl, but all you see is just this very bright yellow scales uh, peeking out underneath it, and this very long pointed tail from the other end. God damn it, Pete! Another lizard! Per- I knew it. The moment he started air quoting. Wait, wait, it could be a dragon. He goes, he goes. Come here, lad. Don't worry, they don't bite. They all fall in the same category. No, they don't. Lizard person, dragon, they're all reptiles. You? He motions over towards uh, the person in uh, the cow. He goes, uh, uh, look, I'm sorry, like I don't really speak your tongue. What's your, what's your name again? Dengar. Dengar. You, you hear the person talking from underneath the cow. All you can see is this scaly beak kind of peeking up from underneath it. You can barely make out his face. Wait. Is he a lizard or a bird? Look, look, just kind of keep it down, okay? Look, I, I told He's you. He's a dragon. I knew he was going to be a damn lizard person. Then he started air quoting, and then there's trouble. And hey, hey, dragonborn guys. Look, he's part of a good tribe of hunters. Okay, then they've been dealing with some of the giant craziness going on. They're actually pretty good at what they do. No, but when then I told them that it would be more than it would be more than one giant. A, a, a lot of his buddies took off. They didn't want to deal with it. But this one right here, he stood his ground. I like to think that he was interested. And that I, I kind of muscled my, muscled him into this, but that's not the hero there. Listen, I don't care what race and being you are, what plane of existence you come from. As long as you can help us, I don't care. We already prayed you, Scaly. Well, that's up to you guys. I did my part, so. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! There, Pete. Did you not give him the funds? That was the down I, I payment. Gave, I gave him a bit of coin. I told him the rest is coming for you guys. I did my part. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. How much did you give him? Hey, he has a mouth. I gave him my card. He's got his 50 gold. 50 gold. 50? Hey, Dengar, you know how much gold he has? We gone? gave you 600. He's kind of motioning like... <laughs> I t- Look. No. He, no. We, Dengar and I agree. This is the dragon shit all over again, Pete. <laughs> Look. Dengar and I came to agreement that you would offer him the hefty sum of 5,000 gold. And what? And he would stick around until the end. Look, I did my part, okay? You said 600. Uh, look. We gave you 600. Yes, you gave me 600. Now you owe him five grand. You did not say we were going to have to pay him five. We didn't agree to 5,000. I, I told you you would have to sell it out with him. Now, oh if you want to keep them, I guarantee you get your money's worth. But for now, I did my part. So with that, have a good day, lads. Can you I, angered can I my try, friend Hayden. Does he like spin and turn around? Yes. Can I try to pickpocket him right there? Um, what are you lunging at? Like what do you? I guess. Like he's got a fucking purse of money. Okay, so make a side hand. Fucking, I'm mad. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'll get a little out of here. 
It's not even your money. So Dengar, brave soul. Sixteen plus seven. You have decided to do it. As he turns around and and me, and within that moment before he, he's, you look, he's quickly trying to move uh, out of the way, the, to get out of this conflict. But within that moment, as he pivots around and as his direction faces the op- opposite way from you guys, Hamir with this incredible reflex just lunges forward. With one hand, you see his hand just dis- uh, like lunge forward really quick, and you see him just quickly pull his hand back. Uh, uh, Dengar turns around towards you guys and goes now uh, I'm sorry uh, uh, one IP turns around and goes now make sure he keeps that cowl on okay They're not, his kind's not supposed to be around here yeah, thanks a lot Pete you know what sorry that I raised my voice but it's good doing business good doing business friend you know yeah, what oh my god just go <laughs> what a cunt you see him as he disappears around the corner and takes off nice job Hamir I'm good like that <laughs> so Dengar yes I'm going to have to break it to you right now. I can't give you 5000 right up front. It's, it's not going to happen. Half now, half later. I, we. What about a tenth? <laughs> it's a little more than a tenth. I mean... No, a tenth would be... Well, all right. <laughs> my only and final offer. Half now, half later. Well, okay. See ya. <laughs> Hold on a second. That's rich for my blood. No, you gotta play. You gotta play hardball. This. Here, uh, go. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how? Why? How many of these rocks do you have? You see him reach into his pocket, pulls out a couple of uh, gems that he had still been keeping on his person. He goes over to Dengar, just drops them in your hand. You just feel this clutter of uh, uh, gems fall into your scaly hand. Bellfire's loaded, man. Um, because Dude, this is all I got. To can I observe what they are? Yes, they're uh, very. As you kind of pull them close, hold them up and uh, hold them up in the air, kind of like try to get them in what bit of light is peeking through the um, uh, the uh, the buildings. Uh, you can tell they're very well cut gems, very well kept. Uh, uh, he's been keeping wrapped up in this little cloth, so they're not damaged at all. But they're very master masterly craft, and you've dealt with like a lot of currency before, gold. Coins, uh, jewels, and everything like that. But you can easily point out that these are very well crafted. Uh, each one individually was is probably worth about hundred gold each. He goes over to the camera and kind of slaps you in the shoulder. He goes, "Pay him up." <sighs> and and the thing I just stole from. You had your six hundred coin. Mm-hmm. You now have. Uh, so you got about eleven hundred gold worth. Well, uh, six. Finally cut gems worth 100 each, so that's 600 gold, and then the 500 gold itself, which is 1,100 gold total. 500 was 600. Shh. Seems like somebody's shortchanging me. This is all I have right now. We can get you more. We can definitely get you more, just not this instant. Just stick around, bro. We'll talk about He's that. He's got 1,000 gold. He's still got 1,000 gold. Yeah, no, right. Yes. He's been paid. Yeah. You've <laughs> been paid, split tongue. You're going to have to lay off the names. You see, as he says that, like, you see his tongue dart out for a second. Split tongue. Sorry, he's, uh... I just knock an arrow, like, right in front of his face. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, you see as him, he whips back his cowl, and you can see this massive, full figure of this lizard man stands before you. He's not... He's got this, uh... Who is a man? Form-fitting, like, leather uh, armor over him. 
But the weapons that he's carrying appear to be extremely well made. Uh, within this moment, you can see that with just this quick flash as he uh, drops back the cape, you just see him knock arrow straight at your face. Hey, and hey, and with hold moment, on. With that moment, you see his hood comes undone. You see this full-blown figure of this... Uh, I guess the best way to put it, he looks like um, uh, a bearded dragon. Like of as a lizard man. Okay. Just staring, uh, staring down at you. You guys are kind of taken aback for a minute. You're used to dealing with Dragonborn, which is, you know, one thing. And for a moment, you think you can apply the same logic to it, but he's clearly a very different breed of right. of humanoid that you guys are not used to, and it's a little bit. Immediately, it's a little bit intimidating. I'll give you one moment, and as a just courtesy, I'll pretend like you forgot your place. Wow. In okay. This talk. Hold on. I'd in this city, <laughs> and unless you no, want to no, live, no, no, please. No. Unless you want to live to spend that Drog. gold, Drog. lower your weapon and let's continue Drog. our adventure. Your place is that you need me. I don't need you. Oh my god! Could you, could hey, you Mary, go back, you. please? For now, just go back and like sit down somewhere because right now you're not helping. All right. right. He looks over at Hammer and goes, "We're, we're kind of hurting for, for help here." Yes. So please take a chill pill. Oh, I'm very calm. It's just you see, you no, cannot just, trust. Stop, stop. It's okay. It's okay. Nobody to hurt you. No dragons. No don't shit. worry. Don't worry. There's no dragon shit. No dragons. No shit. No peanuts. It'll be okay. I'm just saying. Keep an eye on him. Listen. Uh, yeah. uh, what was your name again? I'm sorry. Dengar. Dengar. Yes. Thank you, John. Nice to meet you, Dengar. I'm Balefire. Greetings. I apologize for the rudeness, my friend. I am John. John, my name is Hamir. This unfortunate fellow is drunk. Hopefully we'll be getting along better later, but right now, this is all we have. Rudeness? I wasn't being rude. In my adventures, Split Tongue is what you, how you, they introduce themselves to each other. He is the rude one that pulled a bow on me. You legitimately made fun of him. Called him a split tongue. You're rude. It's a greeting. Nope. Sorry. Jafar thinks about it really hard for a moment. You can see like the gears kind of turning. All day. All day. A greeting like that gets an arrow through the skull. Yes. I'd shoot you if you did that with me. Come on. What if somebody came up and called you something mean? Would you like it? Split tongue is not me. That's not the point. This is a greeting. Answer the question. I just don't see where this is going anywhere, (laughs) so let's... Let's, Let's just move on. Yes, please. That's what I was trying to do. Now, shh. Well, we'll go aboard. <laughs> <laughs> the sinking uh, ship. There's more people on You're kind of... Now we just need one more. You forget. You're, I'm in this for 600 gold. Yeah. No, we'll 300. 600 gold as well. Sorry, yes, 300. Thank you, John. I know, and I just got it back, and then gave it to him. I should have joined the other guild. <laughs> I'm just not looking to get my money... Taken before the job is done. You'll get more money before all of this is over. And so will you, Dengar. Anyway, Dengar, thanks for being so brave. Better hope so. Yes. Well, first thing we need to do is get back to... What time is it? Yeah, actually, what time is it now that we've been arguing in this alley for what seems like hours? Uh, you can... You see as Belfort tries to think about it, he goes, I think we got a bit more time. Should we, uh... Should we Let's say we head home for now, unless we... Well, whatever's we should probably start heading yeah, towards yeah. the... 
when I, uh, Pete probably said we should probably be walking around with him in the city anyway. Maybe it's just best we keep him indoors. Yes. No offense. Not that we don't like you, people in general. Dengar, you, you kind of hate the city anyway. It's too crowded there. Too many people, too many smells. It's, Wait, it's, our, uh, your guild hall is, or the White Lotus guild hall is sort of off in the forest. That's what I was saying. All right. We'll just go back. We'll chill out there until we have to go to the meeting. Well, you guys can go to the meeting. I'll just show them the way back. Something happens, they'll just well, the meeting's play a little now. song. We're um, not having the meeting now. We have time. Okay. We can show him guild hall and where he can, you know, stay and stuff like that while we're doing our thing. All right, we got time. Let's Does go. Does that sound okay? Yes. Cool. All right, uh, Dengar, you drape yourself with uh, the cloak once again to conceal yourself, and you press forward. You guys uh, take off out of the city. You, you kind of take some of the back alleyways, trying your best to avoid some of the crowded streets uh, as much as you can, but uh, Dengar's pretty well concealed with his cloak. Without much worry, you get a couple weird sideway glances because there's this massive seven-foot figure walking around just draped in a cloth. But um, for the most part, um, most people kind of ignore you guys and go about their business. But you guys make it out of the city and make your way back to the uh, your worn-down guild you call home. Uh, as you guys walk inside, Dengar, you're, you like the quiet. It's kind of It's kind of cold here. Which you're not really used to, but uh, for the most part, uh, the big hole in the ceiling's got this big ray of light kind of coming down. And you kind of park yourself in front of uh, one one of the tables where the light's beaming down, and you feel a lot better now. It's the aesthetic, really. We're going for the uh, room. In, in here, you feel more comfortable. You take off your cloak. <coughs> you uh, take off Rustic. your cowl. Just take in the air for a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, it, it's it's not a bad place. You've been worse. Billfire looks people. at you, Hammer, and goes, I think it's working out pretty well. It's been interesting, for sure. Uh, so should we bring everybody to be Beldora? No, um, I don't know how long this meeting's going to take. John, just yes? in case, I know you have a gig. Later, yes, I and do. This meeting might not take that long, but I don't want to ruin it. You can make some money, obviously. I will. Um, so you can go ahead and just chill out here while would we go. Um, you're free to come back, obviously, or do whatever you want at this point, since you don't really have to be tied down, but I mean, we would appreciate it if you stayed. I'll think about it. <coughs> <coughs> oh, sorry, bug flew into my throat. Um, I'll think about it. Okay. And, uh, Drog, I would like for you to stay here, if that's okay, and, uh... You wanna... I wanna say, show the new guy around, but I don't want you to kill each other. I'm not gonna kill him. I just don't like having Aerith put in my face. That's understandable. Uh, I'm really a very peaceful barbarian, unless provoked. Oh, yes, peaceful good. and barbarian. Uh, Dengar, uh, you feel free to you know look around and things like that. And if there's a room that you personally have, go ahead and take any of the ones that aren't taken. Any of them are free, uh, other than that one over there. That one's mine. That one's Balefires, and well, that one's Kragnars. Don't take that either. But any of the ones that are taken, they're free. Fine. Well, uh, I'm gonna go lay down for a bit. Okay. I need I need to, you know, uh, loosen up because I've been migraine from all of the events of today. Nap does sound a good idea. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna meditate. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'll see you later when we have to go. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I head to my room and still see that there's still a gold coin where I left it. You add another to the pile. Uh, the Given how what's going on throughout the day, Hamer, you just suddenly just feel extremely drained. 
and as you breathe this big sigh of relief, you flop back on your bed, stare up at the ceiling, and you're wondering, there's a sense of doubt kind of washing over you now. Really not sure this is all going to work out. Not sure if this is all going to work out. <laughs> and hey, as you, you, mo- as you monologue, you're sitting there talking to the walls. I uh, okay. The, the realization hits you that you haven't heard much about Fowl other than when Terry had first tried to message him. And given the current events that have taken precedence over uh, Fowl's well-being, uh, you're kind of just sitting there wondering now what happened to your friend. Dragon, Though, dragon jerky. It's There's a brief moment now where you begin to wonder if it's even worth staying. You know Balefire gave you an out before when you had uh, early this morning, and now you suddenly begin to question it. Now you're wondering if now maybe now's the time to leave. You look up at the window where you had laid, laid out the coins and you know that given your skill you could easily crack open that window, jump out and run off and nobody would ever be the wiser. And like you see you sit up for a brief moment, stare at the window and you can feel that urge to just enact that impulse. For the reason though you, you don't. It's too much at stake. Speaking of steak, I'm going to go cook. <laughs> you push back back at your mind and you realize that cooking always helps you clear your head when you're mm. upset. And you head back downstairs. Uh, Billfire's just currently sitting around. You see him quiet, silently med- meditating. He's got a couple little pillars made of stone, uh, several stones stacked very neatly on top of each other. Like about, there's about three pillars in front of him, uh, made of five different, uh, five, five stones each stacked on top of each other. And you're kind of amazed given how what odd shapes that they are that he could stack those so neatly without even them so much as tipping over. Even as you walk by, your foot. Your feet clanking against the wooden plaques on the floor, like those pillars don't move at all, they don't budge an inch. Uh, you see Balefire kind of like open one eye, stare at you for a brief moment, and go back to his meditation. Uh, you went to the kitchen. Drog is currently muff- wandering about, minding his own business, and uh, Dangar. Dangar is uh, still sitting in place where you had left him. He's kind of just, you know, you're not quite sure what to make of him. Dangar, you hungry? Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> needed. Uh, st- still needed. <laughs> Boom and shot. <laughs> okay. Let me start from the, when I introduce you again. <clears throat> Dengar. Yes. Are you hungry at all? Sure. What do you eat? Oh, okay. Don't know. Some people are vegan. Ooh. Start cooking up a nice recipe. Uh, thankfully, there's still a lot of uh, there's still a lot of food that you uh, yeah you had procured from earlier this morning. You have a very wide assortment of ingredients in front of you. You can cook whatever you want. Okay. You have the various meats, uh, some cheeses, some fruits, bread, half a a uh, what do you call it? Like a container of milk jug. I think I'm just gonna braise some meat and you know just make some nice cutlets. Some. Braise some steak, some of that, season it a bit, you know. Get that seasoning Easy good. Oh, wait, I'm setting off the fire alarm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, uh, as you start cooking, you you added too much oil to the pan and it sets off the fire alarm. Quick, stop it! <laughs> My bad, sorry. Uh, you can hear the sound of clanking plates and dishes as a uh, Hamer begins to uh, prep meal work. Danger, you're silently you're silently just still sitting there. But soon, the, the you, if you're, uh, your your sense of smell is much more sensitive than a normal person's, and uh, you begin to smell as whatever premier's cooking. You can even taste it in the air. It's rather pleasant. Uh, you're used to just the smell of like 
more or less rancid cooked meat that you, whatever game that you had caught. You're you're not exactly a, a chef yourself, so it's un, it's not usual for you just to kill whatever game you have, skin it, cook it, and then eat it. Most of whatever is just the taste of whatever the animal tastes like. So the sun air and the waft of uh, these unusual spices and stuff like that in the air, it's it's a bit how to put it. It's a bit overwhelming for your senses, but at the same time, it's pleasant. And you uh, you you know that given your current looks and not being exactly one of the common races that exist within the realm, uh, you don't exactly go around eating normal food as a lot of these, many of the common folk around here uh, are accustomed to. So it's something that you feel a bit more calm. You feel this sense of pleasantness as Hamir suddenly finishes up what he's cooking and brings you a plate, sets it down in front of you. Enjoy, Thank you, oh my sir. Goodness. Are we just gonna slowly start charging? Him? <laughs> are, are we just gonna slowly yes! start charging him for everything? Did you hear me say? No, I'm sorry. Talk Please over. say it again. I need that. This is fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you take a bite of the. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! It, it had, this is great. Of, uh, he fried up a, a, a bit of the um, uh, ham that, that he brought in earlier today. Um, <laughs> Taking a big, uh, cutting off a bit and just shoving it in your mouth, it tastes amazing. You realize that Hamir himself is probably more well put together than most of the group around here. And you're rather uh, impressed by his uh, ingenuity in the kitchen. Have my respect. Cool. Making food and making friends. The two of you kind of like. I mean, Hamir, that's. Even though he has he says that, he said that so bluntly, it's kind of take a bit as a bit of sincerity for what it is. And. Without much conversation, the two of you kind of silently bond over this meal and uh, quietly, quietly finish up. This is the night. You hear up. You hear. <laughs> you hear John up the stairs playing his lute, and Ali seems to be practicing for what appears to be like a, a romantic song. <laughs> it's, at one, at, at some point, it's kind of pleasant. You kind of feel yourself kind of like enjoying it, but at the same time, given your present company, you look at you look back at at the lizard man in front of you. And then just kind of like shake it off really quick. <laughs> You're suddenly like too caught up in the moment and you have to catch yourself. You also went to a place you didn't want to come back from. It's about roughly around the time that uh, Beldora has told you to meet up. All right, I think Bail it's... fire without a moment's hesitation, like almost on the clock, like some kind of internal clock within him. He suddenly seems to just open his eyes and spring up. He goes, you ready to go? Hey, Mayor. You ready? Oh, yes. He's all, okay, hang on a second. And he quickly bends over and starts sco- scooping up the stones. <laughs> You see him quickly take a handful and shove them in his pocket. One loosely falls out, clatters on the floor. He looks up, up at you and goes, I'm ready. But what about that one? He looks down at that, that one and goes, oh, yeah, right. Quickly picks it up, pops it in his pocket and goes, okay, now I'm ready. Good. Always got your back. Thanks, buddy. All right, let's do this. Uh, John, I know you, you'll probably go to the recital. Uh, but if we're back before then. Recital? Then, my bad, I'm sorry. Show. Sounds class here. Yeah. Um... If you don't want to go to the show, I mean, I'm dad glad to go back. But if we're gone, just go. Sure. Um, you guys are free to do what you want here, or you know, head around town, things like that. We've got things to do. All right, and we're off. Have fun, kids. Do 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 do. That's so good because you are a bard. So just like. Drog Dengar, you guys are left uh, left within the guild hall as a. Uh, I'm uh, still here. And with John, the three of you are left behind as uh, Hamir and Balefire take off. You guys go meet to the pointed area where the uh, Beldor had directed you back to the guild hall. And sure enough, overly enthusiastic Olzek is out there to greet you guys. 
You see him waving at you guys from the distance. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Jesus. You see Belfire kind of chuckle himself and kind of nudge you. He goes, God, what a weenie. <laughs> what a weenie. <laughs> Too bad he's not cool like us, right? Did you just call him a weenie? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what he is, right? He's not. Oh. oh, I'm dying. Help me, please. I'm not actually dying. Don't help me. As you kind of approach the laughing, anymore. you see uh, Ozlik looks up and he goes, what were you guys laughing about? Nothing. Something funny. It was. Bellfire oh, chants and he goes, it was something funny. You know, we were talking about food later. Maybe roasting some weenies. <laughs> ah! Hey, Mary, you... you I'm a toothpick. You, you quickly... Fucking sick, man! Roasting you, you, weenies! You, you quickly shove your hand over your mouth, trying your best to stifle a laugh as you quickly turn away. Pretty much shaking as you're trying to hold in your laughter. Uh, Bill Fire just standing with his usual grin, and Ozzy kind of looks at you confused. And he goes, "Oh well, well that sounds kind of good actually. I, mean, I wouldn't mind if 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 I come hang out with you guys for dinner, or you guys can come here. We, 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 the mess hall is pretty good. We got good food here. Oh, that'd probably be pleasant. Uh, but we should get to this meeting. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I don't know what you guys did, but like it's 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 crazy over there. Yeah, Baldora is saying. Uh, Baldora says you see him stand up tall. Put his hands to his side and goes, Me, me, me. Baldor has given me strict orders to inform you that you have to be on your most best behavior. And I am with full authority in my rights to uh, reprimand you should you choose not to comply. Sounds good, Ozek. Feels pretty good to have a little bit of power, doesn't it? He goes, <laughs> he goes Oh, I always had power. Right. <laughs> Anyways. Right. We'll be on our best behavior. Follow me this way. You see Olzek leads on. He's got his hands behind his back. He's sitting there kind of like almost jauntily walking along. He's, he's enjoying this. Veilfire just kind of... Veilfire... Stick to my loo. Veilfire sticks to your side. He's just sitting there kind of like shaking his head. He goes, why did we keep him around? <laughs> I don't know. If you keep roasting this weenie, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> You guys follow, uh, follow Olzek, and uh, you begin to walk into what appears to be a much more um, richer area of Waterdeep. Uh, the buildings now here appear to be appearing, uh, coming into what looks like a, more of a council district. It looks like a lot of uh, commerce and, uh, uh, how to put it, like law buildings. Mm. Uh, most of them are very well designed, very well built. Um, you begin to like see like most of these are covered with some kind of banner of one of the five guilds around here. Um, as you enter this uh, square off in this massive building off in the distance, it's like two flights of like these wooden, uh, sorry, these uh, stone stairs lead up, this, lead up to this massive building on the hill. This very finely crafted building uh, stands before you. Uh, there appears to be, like, there has to be about dozens of guards just posted around everywhere and you begin to realize that this this place is very well guarded. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just realized how stupid that was. <laughs> yeah, right. We weren't going to say anything. There's guards everywhere. It's very Realize well guarded. It's very well guarded. Let's take two on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, it was fucking you, stupid. There's dozens of guards posted around, but they don't look like they're affiliated with any kind of guild. Also, it looks around, uh, and he goes, uh, they're, private, they're private military. They're here for, uh, I'm bad with names here. Golden Chalice League. Golden Chalice. I made that up. Lord's Alliance. He, uh, goes, uh, he looks around and points. He goes, they're not affiliated with any of the guilds here. They're actually uh, some of the personal guard here in Waterdeep. Uh, 
Lady Laurel Silverhand. Mm. Pretty sure you're you know of her. She's yes. gonna be attending the meeting here. So this is why Beldar is telling you guys not to cause any trouble. It's understandable. Mm. We won't. At least I'll try not to, and I hope you won't, Belfire. Belfire looks at you and goes, I'm just gonna let you do all the talking. So yeah, I'm really wishing Craig and I was here. She was really good at talking. She talked a lot, that's true. Olzeg looks back to you guys and goes, I heard about that. Good job on that, guys. Thumbs up, yo. So my sister was really worried about her, but uh, uh, I'm pretty sure the news uh, hit her by now. <laughs> yeah, I bet your sister's super f- fucking happy. I saw her many, many a gal in the lab. <laughs> so he looks back and goes, look, I know that's a big, jo- uh, big joke with it, but what she does is not none of my business anyway. Just yeah, as long as she's right. happy. Yeah, right. That's all that matters. It's kind of unusual to see Olzek kind of serious, but uh, given the situation, you kind of realize everyone's a lot more tense. Uh, you guys follow him up towards the past these massive steps into this building where two of the guards uh, who are posted at these massive steel doors are sitting there. Olzek uh, stands forth, steps forward, he goes, uh, Private, Lu- Private Lieutenant Olzek here, here to uh, attend a meeting. We're, uh, Lady Beldor should inform you that uh, we're, we'll be in attendance. Two guard, the One of the guards kind of nods his head, looks, he goes, we've been expecting you inside. He, he points to the other guard, the other guard kind of, as, he, as one of the guards pulls open this massive gate, uh, the other guard steps forward. Uh, steps forward in front. He goes, "Follow me. It'll be this way." Uh, for a brief moment, he stops. Uh, as you guys walk inside into this uh, building, it's it's almost very like the front part of it is almost like very militaristic. Uh, there's tons of guards posted around here, but inside of it, you guys can see this massive sprawling area. Uh, there's just all kinds of like doors and stairs that just lead all, all over the place. And it's this kind place of, is humongous. Uh, Olzek goes, yeah, I haven't really been here before, but apparently it is where a lot of the, uh, a lot of stuff that's governed here in the city happens. Uh, you see him as uh, Olzek suddenly begins to, like, untie his, uh, sword, uh, from his, uh, side, and then he kind of, like, unstra- unstraps it, pulls it in front of him. A couple guards kind of watch for it, you see he extends out the weapon toward them. One of the, uh, other, uh, guards quickly snatches it. Olzek turns to you and goes... Uh, no weapons allowed at this point. Um, don't worry, we'll get him back when this is all done. All right. I guess I hand over my bow and poison dagger. You unstrap your bow under your, your uh, bundle of quiver, uh, your quiver, hand it off to one of the nearby guards. Balefire holds up his fist like this, uh, just in front of him. He goes, I can't really take these off. Why aren't your weapons? Uh, <laughs> just kind of looks at him and goes, well, just don't punch anything. And you see him just... Billfire just limply drops his hands to his side. Uh, you guys follow him forward as uh, the guard kind of further leads you on. Uh, you walk port, uh, forward towards this massive chamber, and behind one of this other, uh, this other set of like uh, steel doors, he opens them up. You see him as he stops in place, ushers you inside, goes, uh, uh, in here, please. You guys walk forward, and as you guys step into this, it looks like there's a big hallway. Uh, to the left of you, there's one entrance to the right of you, there's another. That, that, it, there's nothing very... Fancy about it. There's a couple of uh, banners around. Uh, it looked like the symbol of Waterdeep. Uh, this place just keeps going. Olzeg looks around and goes, Yeah, it's kind of like a maze. Um, I think it's this way. He turns to his, his right and you guys begin to walk forward. Sure enough, regardless of what path you took, it all converts into this one massive uh, meeting room. Uh, sitting there is uh, Baldora along with uh, Lady. That's it. Antebellum. No. no. As you uh, as you walk in, this is very uh, very nicely decorated meeting room. Uh, plush car- there's actually carpet in here. Uh, a lot of very well crafted uh, wood furniture. Uh, 
sitting uh, by what appears to be like a, a makeshift bar. You can see uh, Lord Reinhardt sitting there mixing himself a drink. Uh, Baldora is, is uh, preoccupied sitting in the chair, just kind of sitting there, her legs crossed, uh, her head resting, uh, her chin resting on her hand. She sees you, and immediately she sits up. Olzik, well, quickly watches forward, salutes. So he goes, I brought them as you asked, uh, Lord Roaringhorn. Uh, Captain, Lord Roaringhorn reaches you, raises his glass, he goes, Gentlemen, good to see you again. Greetings, Lord Roaringhorn. Glad to see you alive and well. He looks at you, kind of like swords the glass, he goes, Yes, um, I wish I could save that for the rest of you, though. It's a bit of a yes. dirty business that went down there. I'm sorry to hear that, lads. Yeah, my condolences. Yeah, well, we'll grieve more later. We have pressing matters. Ah, yes, very pressing. Uh, I'm not going to be lie. I'm not going to lie to you, uh, gents. It's it's not looking good. Pretty much, we'll be given the the floor on the tail end of uh, the, this council meeting. Uh, usually, these kind of kind of matters. Well, when it's this late into the meeting, what's been when going on for quite several hours, the the, the last bit of it is usually what they reserve for um, things of non non importance. Bellfire looks at you, goes. Well, this is important, though. Yeah, well, it's not politics, so... Beldoric uh, steps forward, looks at you guys, and goes, I, I, I tried to plead my case here, but I'm going to be honest with you, they're not buying it. Typical. And, and quite frankly, the, the way things are going out right now in the world, there's, there's almost... Uh, people are preoccupied with themselves and their own business, but we have the floor. Just because they're not interested in doesn't mean we can't talk to them and make them believe that what's going on is important. <coughs> Lord Orenhorn raises his glass to you and says, he's right. Despite what they may think and everything that we've all gone through, uh, you have us, at least. Well, it's something. We're going to have to try, though. Now, uh, <coughs> when you walk in, you'll be given a, a, lim- a limited amount of time. Standing before you will be Lady Silverhand herself, along with uh, several representatives of each of the guilds. We'll be by your side. We will assist with what we can, but... Uh, for the now, it's best to hear from you. Billfire looks at you and goes, Yeah, I think it's better you do the talking. Oh, Jesus. I wasn't even there for all of it. Of course, it's falling to me. There's no one else. Can... So, uh, for now, he looks, he points to the bar. Uh, may I offer you a drink? It'll be a few moments before they call us in. Yes, wine, please, now. Certainly. You see him walk over to a pitcher, pour you uh, a clear glass of wine, and hand it, hand it to you. Thank you. <laughs> Just down it. <laughs> I just down it in one shot. No, Lord Hung's kind of impressed. He goes, it's been that bit of a day, hasn't it? So, just, yeah, it, we've recruited some new help. And while it started out good, it's getting progressively more confusing. No, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, things like this are never easy. No, it's not. But we need all the help we can get. Serious. Well, I wouldn't be here if I, if, it, if I could just avoid it, really. Agreed, uh... Given, uh, from what I heard, uh, the giant activity's been kicking up at the full gear. Uh, we're starting to hear that there's now waves of fire giants starting to make their way towards the, uh, towards the north. Oh, jeez. Whatever, uh, I'm fair that it's going to start combating with uh, the other giant clans. And once that starts happening, we're going to have a full-on giant war on our hands. It's going to be world-ending. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Uh, very much so. That's why we must uh, go on this hunch. From what your, you and your allies have, have spoken... Uh, do you really believe you can bring back King Hecaton? Well, from what we've heard and all the things we've done, what was it? Uh, out of character, was it like the Oracle and stuff like that? Told us about all like you know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It seems all rather fantastical to hear. And I think that's much much of the difficulties going to be trying to convince the council. Uh, I know. 
the, the sheer fact is that you, the two of you are the sole witnesses of these events. I mean, there are plenty of people who come before the council, spin wild tales, and that's all it is, but... I guess our biggest problem is we've, we, could, we could tell them all of the plight. We need proof. And that's a difficult thing. It's not exactly... Uh, there's not exactly remnants of things like this that we can prove. He thinks about it and goes, that's a mess of business that happened to Harshnagat. If you were here, I'm pretty sure that you could have made a much more convincing argument. For now, relax, calm yourself. Uh, you see him take your glass, pour you another drink. He goes, at least enough to calm your nerves. Don't don't get too drunk. We need you sober. No, for, I know. We need you to be able to speak for most of this. After you guys are kind of sitting around after a brief moment uh, for a little while, and after it appears about 20 minutes, you see as the doors usher open, one of the guards opens the doors, steps aside, and suddenly uh, he kind of bows politely as suddenly this woman walks into the door. So as the guard moves past, this woman suddenly walks into the uh, into the chamber with you. Uh, she appears to be Alvin in nature. Very fair skin, shoulder length, golden hair. Mm. She's adorned with this very elaborate silver and blue armor. Mm. Around her is draped this uh, blue cloak with a uh, silver fur trimmed around it. Uh, she motions the guard who quickly shuts the door behind him. Uh, immediately, Baldora rushes over, uh, gives her a big hug, and goes, Remy, good to see you. Lineage 2. Lineage 2! You see, as the woman wraps her arms around uh, Baldora, she gives her a hug, lifts her a bit off the ground, a few feet, pats her on the back. I want it. Are you kidding? Pats her on the back and goes, Baldora, it's, it's good to see you. It's been a while. Oh, I shouldn't be drinking anything. As uh, she lets go of Remy, uh, Remy's. The woman known as Remy turns her uh, her her attention to all of you. She goes, Lord Ornhund, you're in I immediately spirit. straighten up. <laughs> uh, you see her reach out. Lord Ornhund immediately uh, puts down his glass, stands up straight, walks over and shakes her hand. Uh, very professionally, he goes, Lady Rem- uh, Remalia, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too again, uh, friend. Uh, are these... These people you've been speaking about. Her attention turns towards you, uh, Hamer and Balefire. As she look, uh, kind of glances uh, over you, and goes, uh, "Yes, this is uh, this is the White Lotus." Uh, here before before you is Hamer. Hello. And Balefire. You see Balefire, not really be, being a Balefire, just raises his hand, and goes, "Hi." He goes, "We've heard a lot uh, about you. Uh, thank you for uh, attending this meeting, Lord Roaringhorn and um, Lord Roaringhorn and uh, Baldora have been." Tell me of your exploits. Uh, I will say, for the most I part, the alliance has been. In my head. I, I will say that the alliance, for the most part, has been Killer. working out. You see, she's, she's this got this very aura, this very like regalness before you. It's almost like you're standing before royalty, and you can feel yourself kind of growing ever more nervous within her presence. Can, uh, I, can I try to keep my composure? Most slowly? you're trying your best. You're, you're, you you catch yourself not only sweating but kind of like. Trying your best not to look at her straight in the face and down occasionally, but as you're doing, every time you look at her, this goofy smile kind of creeps across your face. Uh, Billfire is kind of looking at you for a minute, like you see him nudge you, and he goes, he whispers at you, "Dude, what's wrong with you?" Listen, dude, she's fucking hot. <laughs> I cannot even compose I mean, myself. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, it's still kind of, it's still spring, and she's wearing a big fur coat. I mean, I imagine she's hot. Oh wow. Sorry, I forgot that you're. Baldura kind of. Uh, Baldura looks at all you <laughs> and goes, dumb. "Oh, um, I don't think you've ever had a chance to meet uh, standing before you is Ramalia Haventry, 
leader of the hoppers. Can I extend my hand? As you nervously extend a hand to reach her and you feel this very gentle but firm grasp around you. And for a brief moment, just time stops. And you just feel... I just imagine careless whisper, my bad. <laughs> so <laughs> this is love. Going in Never your head. gonna dance again. <laughs> Somewhere off so in the distance, John Sugg uh, pre- no prepping off a, one of his songs. Help is for the way. <laughs> Continue. As you're kind of like sitting there, like Romali's uh, kind of giving you this look now as you're holding your hand much more Sorry. longer than normally should. Sorry. You're clamming up. You quickly let go, back off a bit, realizing your, your mistake. Sorry. Uh, Balefire goes over, gives her this very vigorous handshake, and he goes, Hi, I'm Balefire. He goes, you see her, uh, despite her arm now being like almost <laughs> ragged all up and down by this massive Goliath. She's, she's sister, she, she starts laughing. She goes, it's good to meet you. It's good to meet you. Uh, I I believe uh, uh, Baldora and uh, Lord Oringhorn have Son of a bitch. <laughs> interrupting. That's my stake. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take two. Yes. Right. I believe uh, Baldora and Lord Oringhorn have uh, informed you of our, of our situation. I've, yes. I've done my best to try to uh, pull in your favor, as one could expect. But um, I'm afraid at this point it'll be the rest up to you. I'm not gonna lie when they say they don't believe your story of a missing giant king, a magical conch. The return of Harshnag and amongst Is other things. Is it really that far-fetched? There's so many things that magic exists. I, it's it's not so much that as the given the giant situation. Uh, right now, as you know, the opposing giant forces are destroying everything in our in their path. We were very fortunate. The a few days ago, when these giants appeared before us, the cloud Lady, giants. Correct. Uh, Lady Silverhand was able to quell the situation, but now that leaves Mustard Council to worry that if giants were able to infiltrate the city so easily, what's stopping them from just breaking down the walls and tearing down the city apart? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it, right now, right now, most of the military forces are out trying to force back the, a lot of the invasion, but I, I, I'm not going to... It's really difficult to try to persuade them to try to invest in what your endeavor is. Uh... I pretty, uh, we don't have a lot of time. I've come here to just to prep you for the situation. I'll do my best to try to stay on your side and keep it an open floor for you, but I, I won't lie. You, you will be pressured. Well, usually uh, work better under pressure. That's good to hear. Well, hopefully you're as brave as they say. She kind of gives you this soft smile as she says that. You find yourself, like, for a brief moment, your knees go a little bit weak. Because I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but as she says so, it goes, as she's done doing so, she... Uh, she Steps aside, motions towards the door. She goes, shall we? Let's do it. As she takes one step back towards the door, suddenly the door swings open as the guard pulls it open. (laughs) All right. You're rather impressed by it. (laughs) And it makes you wonder if maybe the guard was listening in on it. But Bill Fire goes, here we go. (laughs) Uh, But both of you uh, now begin to walk with uh, Romalia as you guys enter this uh, chamber. Down this narrow hallway, you're just surrounded by stone. It's this very small tunnel. It's not very long, but on the other end of it now, suddenly you stand before this massive, almost like courtroom. It appears to be on this rise that's about maybe 10 feet high. Uh, Standing before you, uh, there's several faces all around uh, this chamber. 
uh, most you've never seen before, but there appears to be one noticeable face. Uh, you, I don't know if you were there when this happened. Uh, uh, just for quick reference, were you there when uh, they went to uh, Neverwinter? Um, I assume so, yeah. Was he there when, for Neverwinter? Neverwinter, what was the main event that like, were you asking about? The well, standing for you is... by the hive. Then yeah, I was there. Okay. Uh, I was the only one at the end who was alive enough to listen to them. Standing before you, the only familiar flesh you see is that of Lord Dolgut, Never Ember. Mm, Never Ember, yes. You see for, he looks down at you, you, your eyes meet with him for a brief moment, and he seems to acknowledge you, he gives you a slight nod, but is this, it, it, it's not a very friendly acknowledgement. He's, oh, I know that person. <laughs> As you and uh, Balefire enter the chamber, Lord Roaringhorn and uh, Beldor are standing beside you. Uh, Romalia Silverhand moves further away into the room. There appears to be a, star, a stair, spiral staircase that leads up to a podium where it looks like an, an empty podium uh, where she's there standing. Uh, several guards are placed are all around the place to uh, just outside the tunnel you came from. Another two in front of you that appear to be scattered around about the, the court chamber. One of the guards approaches. The uh, guard raises his voice towards, uh, towards you. Uh, raising his hand in the air, he motions towards the, the center podium. So presiding over this meeting will be esteemed Lady Literal Silverhand, Lord of Waterdeep. Standing in this very cold gaze looking before you is this very uh, stoic-looking woman. Her hair is very neatly done, tied back, uh, silver grayish hair, and she's wearing this very uh, nicely adorned black dress. He motions towards the person next to him. You see this gruff-looking man. He's wearing these, despite how uh, kind of clear and looking around, everyone's very well adorned, but this man himself looks like he's very dressed very scraggly. He's wearing this very worn-looking fur coat. His hair is black and thin, and this very unkept, like, curly black beard. His face, his eyes are sunken in. Uh, his hair is receding. He looks, he looks the more or less tired, old. Hmm. Standing, uh, representing the Emerald Enclave is esteemed leader, Dylan Winterhound. Delon. He motions towards the person next to him. Is this, uh, d- this uh, stoic-looking dwarf, he's got this uh, well-braided, fiery red beard. Uh, most, missing most of the hair on his top, as most of his, uh, most of his kind seems to be. But he's dressed in this very fancy, full-plate silver armor with this crest of this silver gauntlet uh, on, uh, on its chest. Representing the Order of the Gauntlet, gauntlet Lord Antarfrum. Yeah, he looks flamboy as fuck. The, Antarfrum. Uh, face you recognize as Lord Never Ember, the... Uh, Older-looking gentleman is, as usual, still. It looks like his much looks hasn't changed much. His clothes are. He's ditched the disguise of the uh, common folk and has dressed in more these more regal robes. <coughs> presiding over uh, as a representative. He's uh, never went to right? Yeah, correct. Uh, presiding over uh, the Lord's Alliance with uh, within uh, Neverwinter, uh, Lord Dalgoth, Never Ember. Never Ember. Uh, the next, the last person he motions to is this uh, dark-skinned gentleman. Uh, his hair's been completely shaved off, but his face is riddled with scars. Uh, despite that, he's this very militaristic-looking man, and he's wearing this uh, full-plate silver armor. Uh, um, his chest is emblazed with this uh, crest of this massive fist just covered in fire. So, and lastly, represent, uh, representing the leader of the Flaming Fist, the military might of Baldur's Gate, Marshal Older Ravenguard. The proceedings will now take place. You may plead your case. And with that, we'll leave it there. Oh, cliffhanger.
Holy shnikes. Holy shnikes. So we had to go through a lot. Uh, so I appreciate everybody sticking around. There's a lot of build-up and story that we're going through Lots here. Lots of but, exposition. Uh, Dialogue. Guys. I really appreciate you guys doubling down on it. I know we're moving steadily along, but uh, things will start picking up here. All right. So for this episode of Negative Modifiers, I'm Matt. I'm Eric. I'm Brent. I'm Kyle. And I'm Justin. And we will see you on our next adventure. Mm-hmm.